Welcome to Season 4 of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring El Gran Tommy Martini. And featuring you by Data Coba Promotions. Coming to you from Data Coba Promotions Studio One and featuring Data Coba Promotions Studio Equipment. And now, buckle up for the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Welcome and welcome to the Diving Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season number four, episode numero tres, number three. Wow. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? I am just enjoying the relaxed schedule. As you said... As I entered the studio today, since we are spacing things out a bit more and getting things out uh, more expeditiously, as you as you mentioned last time, we had the email where the person was a little critical of uh, getting things out. We listened to our fans. And uh, the last two went out right on time. Yep, Adam. And before we even start with that, you're telling me you're ready to deliver yet another great episode of this podcast available on Spotify, mm. Apple Podcast app. RSS Podcast, CastBox, and many other of your favorite DSPs, Adam. That's right. Yeah, I like the relaxed schedule for sure. Yeah, everything seems to be working really well. Every couple of weeks, because uh, grandpa is, at least on my side, Adam, has just taken over. Yeah, you had a full house. The last time I was here, everybody was still tucked away in their beds because we, we cracked the mic so early yeah, in the morning. Yep. And I didn't even see anybody, but you had all the grandchildren here. Yes, I think I told you, they, the girls went a couple of days to Texas, so that was kind of a break of full house, mm. but still the activities were left and right. Plus, with my grandson, Woodsy, he's all over the place, 30 pounds of pure energy. Oh, that's good. Every single which way you could imagine, 18 months, man, I love that little boy so much, man. I miss him already. They've been gone for uh, Tuesday, I want to say, the November the 1st, so it's been a couple of weeks since Is, is uh, 30 pounds a, a big for his uh, age? I don't know, man, because he's not like 30 pounds chubby oh he's he's rock solid he's 30 pounds yeah look at his dad you got to put a little uh hgh in the uh, i guess in the, in the formula uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying Adam? Well, i don't know <laughs> not everybody can be natural we'll have none of that no that no that little boy is just he is just a bundle of energy man oh okay Woof, he was just and again it's like you said this this relaxed schedule well you know this reducing the podcast to every couple of weeks or so he's probably excited about all the new faces around him like he, he gets up in the morning and there's all these extra people there's uh-huh. his cousins and and you know when he's up 
<laughs> oh, because he's oh, getting everybody wow. up. Yeah. You left, and then I finished up some touches on the podcast and zapped it. And while I was zapping it, I had my earphones on. I could hear them clearly because I forgot to shut yours off. You don't have noise canceling? <laughs> no. Oh. And I said, oh, the baby's up. Mm-hmm. Time for me to close this out and go see what's going on. You know, because Monica taught him to run towards me and do the tackle kind of deal to hug me. Mm. Uh, so yeah he does then i you know i do the old the fake i'm tackled and i tumble oh. over roll oh you have to go down yeah 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 oh. that's the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> okay it's better if i do it in the living room where there's a little rug or in the basement where there's carpet the uh, kitchen it doesn't work that well <laughs> i hurt that on my knees off the deck and you're standing by the oh, uh no, the no, stairs no, yeah, I, I could be rolling oh, I, I gotta go down i could be, oh. I, I could be rolling i could be tumbling down as, <laughs> you know and with the baby in tow because i'm not gonna let them nothing happen to him so yeah oh he does good going upstairs he's still not that good going downstairs okay so they're working on that so oh. monica's now a resident of massachusetts oh how long has she been there a week and some change mm. how does she oh. find it she likes it she's away from the desert in california and there, California gas prices. Does she have to report on lovely foliage? If she, the good autumn leaves? If she spoke about that autumn, I didn't get that part. No? She may have spoken that with mm. her mother. Yeah, that doesn't excite me as much. Has she headed out to Cape Cod yet? No, I don't think so. No? Tell you what, man. What it's that? been nuts for us. We're right in the middle of November, and we're hitting 60s and 70s. I'm, Do you every, love you know, that? I love it. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I love it. But it's the side effect of the uh, global warming. Is that what oh. we have going on? <laughs> I, oh, I don't my know. God. I the elections were this week. I voted and I didn't give three shits. Did you close your eyes uh, and just no, pull the lever? No, no. I'm talking about results and this and the other and the and the claims and the nonsense. You know, I stay away from that. I did my part. Let them figure it out from there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all this global warming. I don't know enough science. At least I don't know enough climatical Science. They even try to wrap myself, or I'm not that. What's that but one you, girl but you, from? You've heard it from Sweden, the one that screams at people. One that's screaming at Trump. Uh, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Greta. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, Greta. No offense to the rock group. No. Yeah, she's a. We should all be ashamed of ourselves, oh, though. Oh God, Jesus! Her. I don't have time for but, that. But. We've always heard about the global warming, mm-hmm. and maybe the winter time is be. maybe we're getting a bit of that uh, mildness. It could be. It could. The one twenty in the summer, maybe. But okay, okay this is know. okay. I'm gonna say something really nuts right now. Okay. You know how they say, "Save the planet for your children and grandchildren." Listen, I'm gonna be sixty in a couple of years. Right? You're gonna use that motherfucker up. This- I won't see the end. The only way I'll see the end of the world is if Jesus comes at him. <laughs> I don't think in all these years the glaciers will melt that much mm. for me to be swimming here in Kansas. I don't think so. Mm. It sounds selfish, but, you know, hey, I'm going to be dead in the ground. So <laughs> You're just going to kick it on down to the next generation. Damn right. Let them handle that mess. I'll try to do as much uh, as, much as uh, what is it, recycling and all that well, it seems as I'll do my part, but I won't go nuts on it. It seems as the generations go on, they handle more and more more of the oh, problems yeah, the, everything's under control let them take it over <laughs> it, hey it's not my fault they went that the generations after us went politically correct adam that is not our fault at oh all. is that was that the root of the problem <laughs> that, yes <laughs> okay when we were living in an offensive planet it was oh, way better yes we were entertained by it with other things everybody knew where they stood you know they, they just uh yell hurl their offenses yes, right into your yes, face absolutely i know what's and they weren't even canceled for that believe you me when i was a kid in new york i knew in what corner the spicks were at adam because i oh. was one of them <laughs> 
<laughs> and when I went, you to didn't Puerto want to be called the wrong no, corner. No, no, exactly. When I went to Puerto Rico, it was, we were all there, so it didn't matter which corner <laughs> you were in. <laughs> so yeah, dude, Elvia was here. Uh, okay. They were exchanging photographs back and forth. No, not exchanging. They were showing them on their phones. Uh, Wilda and uh, and Elvia. Oh, of all the uh, uh, yeah. different grand babies i got to see leo man great grandbaby there was a wonderful picture of you adam holding him was i in your uh i don't usually your, let uh photographs be taken of sofa. me it didn't look like you were looking at the camera uh, it looked like one of those uh those sneaky ones adam well he can have a great picture taken of him but it have to do it the exact right time because normally <laughs> yeah. he's almost expressionless he's just without expression and then all of a sudden huge smile and then it goes away immediately. oh wow yeah, yeah. so you just got to keep hitting that what do you call that uh, uh auto shutter no, the auto. shutter you just, you just have to hit the shutter of that camera or the yeah. button that acts as a shutter on these digital cameras until it goes you shoot through. the pictures like yes. austin powers was yes. doing <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah. no no yeah. <laughs> exactly that's how you get them <laughs> Can you imagine trying to get kids to pose? No, you can't do that. That's why in my many years of, of photography myself, yes. I have learned that you just take pictures left and right. It's digital, man. It's going to fit on those damn cards. But you remember we all used to go to like JCPenney yes. or someplace and some poor dude had to try to arrange everybody to get the oh, moment in time. What an I, impossible job. I remember those times. Yeah. When we used to do the Christmas card photograph too oh <laughs> man oh man just so you're when, dressed like a bunch of assholes in, in like, no, no, no. In like we october were, we were doing so well out of we were going into grandpa's and now we went back to oh it's the christmas holiday season i.e yeah. commercial christmas is right there on top of us yesterday was veterans day they didn't even let us finish enjoying veterans day man. i know I know. And here we are already. In a couple of weeks, we'll be uh, we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving. And Jesus, I hope that tonight, Adam, you and me can enjoy Judas Priest, I don't, baby. I don't know how he would not enjoy it. <laughs> If there's any way, Adam, to start a to start a oh, uh, season. The, it's ringing in the holiday with, season. With Judas. <laughs> this will be a leather Christmas. <laughs> Leather from top to toe. Hell bent for Christmas. <laughs> I'm gonna love it, Adam. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, buddy. Now, if we could, if we show up and he starts singing holiday standards, oh, God, oh boy, Jesus. wouldn't that be oh, something? Man. I said I didn't sign up for this version of Rob <laughs> Halford singing the Mariah Carey song. Yes, no, we'll have none of that. No, but <laughs> no, I'm but really it, excited for tonight's show. This, is, this should be good. We got some good seats. We should be all right. Good. So what can I say? And we'll be some of the youngest people in in the entire arena. Uh, I think so. Yeah, probably. So I saw Judas Priest, and I don't want to ruin this for when we eventually do speak about this. I saw Judas Priest. I was maybe 1980. Okay. I got to see that. It was pretty good. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was super excited, man. Saw this leather and stuff. I was like, wow. So this was kind of, they were ascending to the height of their powers. At that point, yeah, it was re, uh, rock and roller, uh, British steel. Mm-hmm. But this is promising, Adam, to be a deep cuts kind of deal. So uh, deep cuts? That's, I th- that's I what we gonna, I read. That's what I read. I, I thought we were going to hear, hear all the hits. No? Um, no, I told you that. I saw British steel back in uh, about 15 years ago, man, in... Um, in uh, St. Charles Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri. And they were touring on the British Steel album. They played the entire album from okay. front to back. Right. And then obviously they threw in their standards as well. Okay. It's pretty awesome. But we're not getting that kind of treatment. We're not, mm. we're getting, you say deep cuts. We're getting deep cuts, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. From like the entire run of the band. Mm-hmm. From, from like the latest album and all as, this other as stuff. As you say, the catalog. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> to, to, to a catalog that? of music, yes. Is, is that my word? The plethora of songs. Okay. Of metal, OD to the heavy metal, you know, because he is. Metal God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I used to be part of the, the Los Metal Priest with my cousins. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we should go there, Adam. But yeah, tonight. I know. We have to get this done so we can get our naps in. All right. So, then, so, yeah. so we'll be so energized <laughs> for the, for I the feel, show. Adam, I feel energized. We don't have no children in this house. We're good to call. <laughs> I understand. I don't know about you, but I'm good. <laughs> You're so happy to get everybody out. Hold on. Listen to, the, to this song. This little bit right here. Okay. Listen. Okay, listen. Let's... Bitch, you come into my house, cooking them chicken tetrazzini, chicken tetrazzini, chicken tetrazzini, chicken, 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 bitch, chicken tetrazzini. What bitch did he get it from? That sounds like a Tommy and Adam Hearts and Aim podcast original. Wow. <laughs> Adam, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Tommy. Today is November the 12th, 2022. And Adam, guess what? What's that? It's National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Oh, Adam. chicken soup. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is a tetrazine? I don't even know what a chicken tetrazine is. It's kind is. of a uh, pasta. An Italian pasta, yeah. Oh. We could not find Adam anything that was chicken soup for the soul. So. Well, we she, create our own shit. No, she was upset with somebody about the titri- chicken tetris. <laughs> I know she called her bitch a bunch of that. <laughs> I said, here we are talking about metal, and all of a sudden we throw in some rap, like if we were the ghetto boys. <laughs> Ooh, at, at least she's using the right poultry. Jesus, man. Anyway, the National Day, Adam, is brought to you from mm. the National Day calendar, Adam. Okay. National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Oh. Uh, celebrate who you are and how you got there. Time to nurture your soul, Adam, today on November the 12th. What are you talking about? That's what it says here. I don't know. I can't make tales out of the shit. Adam. Nurture your soul. It says, yeah, it says celebrate who you are and how you got there. What does that have to do with chicken soup? Mm, when it comes to chicken soup, yeah? Yeah. when do you usually- When uh, you're ill. Or maybe and maybe when you've fallen through the ice in a lake and somebody's trying to warm you usually, from the inside out. Usually when you're ill, and depends on how what type of person you are. Me, when I get sick yeah. and I do get a little bit of chicken soup in me, because that's about the only time I do eat chicken soup is when I'm sick. Okay, right. I exactly. feel pretty good inside. I mean, I may feel miserably physically. Because mentally you think... I'm getting the right stuff inside of me. This is what I need while I'm sick. So it's like a mental boost as well. So I think National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day is you just sit back, Adam, with a little chicken soup and you enjoy it. And you kind of look upon your life and say, wow, how did I get here? So if you're a loser, you're kind of fucked. You may may not want to do that. (laughs) I'm just saying. 
Okay, so this is self-reflection. But if you're, no, so if you're, now, if you're a successful person like yourself. <laughs> I'm always looking forward, Tommy. I don't want to look back. Don't look back. That's Boston re- saying. Reflect, reflect on your wondrous life, Adam. <laughs> yeah. yeah a, the times and travel wow, of Mr. Adam there, boy. Lee Tate, Adam. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't about nourishing your body. It's about nourishing your yeah, soul. Yeah, your inside, Adam. It might make you feel uh, fulfilled. It might make you think for a minute, like, hey, I haven't done this in my life. I haven't done that in my life. Or you'll rejoice within yourself and say, wow, I was able to bang the chick that I wanted to bang. <laughs> that I always wanted to bang. <laughs> That's good for your soul, I guess. Oh, yeah, oh, of course, wow. Man. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying, I'm just, I just throwing out an example. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> it's a wonderful example. <laughs> You really, you I really mean, thought yeah, long I mean, and hard I mean, about that. Have you, have you climbed Mount Everest, Adam? <laughs> no, I've no, seen Everest. No, <laughs> I haven't seen a picture of it. I, no, I, you see what I'm saying? So you kind of look back at your life. You're looking know, okay. So you're supposed to do something to nourish your soul. Uh huh. So you're supposed to look back at the good things that you've done, or make a positive course corrections that you're going to take into the future. It's what I. You're going to be thoughtful. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah. It has nothing to do. With a broth-based soup. Who's to say you can't? There's no set rules. But it mentions chicken soup, so I'm imagining there's a menu. Okay. What if I want a cheesesteak for my soul? Okay, so maybe you want to do that. I mean, like I said, there's no rules. Now, check this out. Yesterday was Veterans Day, right? Yes. I could sit back and see those pictures of me in my uniform and when I was looking slim and trim and Mm -hmm. say, Oh, shit, I wish I was there. (laughs) (laughs) What have you done to me, God? Where am I? This sounds negative. <laughs> sounds very bad for your soul. No, 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 no I'm joking. I'm joking, Adam. <laughs> I can go back and say, wow, you know, I, I had a good career. I had a good time. I met some good people. Got to do some cool things. Mm. Ride in helicopters, screw around, tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you wouldn't have done that anyway. <laughs> yeah, when I get paid to do it, though. You'd be back on that uh, Hispanic street corner. You'd still be doing the same thing. I'm the side where the speaks were at, Adam. <laughs> Do Adam sure? So let's say you don't want a chicken soup per se, but what let's say if you want some some pho, some Vietnamese pho. A pho, yeah, yeah pho, 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 yeah, pho is what it's called. Yeah, okay. or at least that's what my uh, pedicurist calls it. Okay, she's from Vietnam, Adam. Oh, she would know. She knows for sure. So yeah, so you could substitute soup. Yeah, I would. What you're saying I would. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not sick. I could go to Pho MC or Pho something around here town and say, hey, give me a large Pho. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I slam that sucker down a little bit. You know, I just, I just devour it out of the, the noodles and <laughs> the chicken press. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then at the uh-huh. you know, or I could have it with some like the side of a Chinese fried rice while I'm at it, you know. But those come to you very complex because it comes with, with like the, almost like a clear broth, but they scoop in. All sorts of weirdo stuff. No, weirdo. No, no, no. No, they do. No. There, uh, there's like this egg thing that they put in there, and then there's all the noodles, that are, and it's all kind of divided out, and you take all the little green like uh, shoots or whatever that they put in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's all in there, and then mm. there's the, the shovel of the red stuff. It's got all the spice in it and yes, stuff. Yes, Adam. And then you top it off with some soy sauce. Is that good for your soul? Oh, yes, it's so good. That's better than chicken I love soup? as it comes down my chest, and it... And it, and it, all it does. You're is, supposed to eat it, not wear it. No, I'm talking the inside of my chest. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> I have a bib for that. I put a big bib. <laughs> you just sit there in the restaurant. You just pour it over your chest. Actually, actually. <laughs> Very sexy. <laughs> no, I wait till it gets a little bit colder. So I pick up the gigantic bowl and start sipping it. Oh, it's so good. Okay. They're like, this guy's not Vietnamese, you think? That, that's probably that's my style. That's that the probably, way I eat it. That probably counts as chicken soup because it probably has a chicken base. It's yeah, the chicken yeah, yeah, broth. Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, my uh, my thought procedures as I discussed it with my uh, again with my pedicurist, I think it's like an all day thing. I think that broth is cooking for twelve hours or eleven hours or something like that. And then there's a special seasoning that goes. If you go to the Asian mm. stores, like here on uh, like Dong Wang, what? <laughs> I don't know where that is. <laughs> don't let the name scare you. <laughs> One dong into here. <laughs> no, no thanks. You pick up the spices there. You, I, I've oh, never. You can, you can make a home foe. I never. Yeah, I never would ever try to to imitate that. No, that's not me. Yeah, I go to the source. I go to the professionals, Adam. But it sounds like if you if they have to sit there with the broth for uh, twelve hours doing a thing, they have to do some sort of complexity to it to give it some layers, of flavor flavoring layers. Well, I know all I know, Adam, is that. I prefer Awilda's first because she does it with rice. And then she throws Puerto Rican spices. You can get that from the guy at Campbell's. No. There's a chicken soup. You throw it out of the can. There's rice in it. You fill up the can with water. You throw that in there. Caucasians may do it that way. But in this house, remember, this is a Puerto Rican household. Andy Warhol drew a picture of that can. This is a Puerto Rican home, Adam. You throw in special spices that make it really, really nice. Okay. And it tastes really good. No, we just and choke then, that sucker. And down. then you go ahead and you put some bread in that sucker and let that bread, let that broth um. come up through the bread, and then you just slather all that bread on your mouth, and it comes to the side of your of your of your <laughs> and then that tea, and, and that, that comes down your that chest, comes down your chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It sounds wonderful for your skin. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so it's great for my skin if it's not super hot. <laughs> Oh wow! But yeah, that's the kind of chicken soup. Honestly, and I love the good feeling that you love the Vietnamese. I love. I You'll love. You have fa. them touch your feet and give yes, you soup. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, nice. It's a beautiful culture, Adam. I love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful culture. Hmm? Okay. No, but I'm talking about the uh, chicken soup uh-huh. itself. I think it makes me feel really good. I think that uh, when you're sick, mostly is when you. So I could get where the soul part. But instead of this, though, it says here, Adam says similar to what chicken soup does to our bodies. Mm-hmm. The regular nurturing of our souls beneath our health, Adam, is also beneficial. Whether you pick a book, meditate, or go on a long walk or a hike, as you like doing, sure, I can reflect hike. on who you are and your achievements again. How am I going to hike with the soup, though? No, no, no. Do no. I have to use a thermos? So the soup is uh, allegoric, Adam. Doesn't oh, is it? Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't physically have to be there, Adam. Oh. You, it's you reflecting, Adam, upon what you have done or what you haven't done. That's what it's about. That's what chicken soup for the soul is about. That's what this day's about. Oh, I'm just saying, <clears> throw <throat> in the soup. Yeah, yeah. To make it better, might as well have soup. But yeah, no. But if you're gonna hike, Adam, have it before or after. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know what to say. So. <laughs> This is we have just landed upon another lame one. <laughs> we should have stayed on so the, stroke. So the we soup, should have just extended it from last episode from stroke and cat day. So as the, as the soup nourishes our body, 
this self-reflection or this activity, like mm-hmm. you mentioned a hike, it's supposed to soothe and quiet our soul. Is mm-hmm. that what you're it's saying? It's supposed to help. So it says here, oh. it says here, celebrate you. And this is how to celebrate. Hashtag National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Okay. It says, quite simply, celebrate you, Adam Tate. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Have some chicken soup and read an inspiring story. Oh. I could give you a couple of chapters of the book I'm writing about myself, Adam. I'm writing writing a book about me. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a few of the unedited chapters. Yeah, I don't like to read, but I mean, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, crack the book on that one. (laughs) It's an inspiring story. That's what it's Mm -hmm, mm here. Write an inspiring story. You know, write oh. write about the adventures of Adam Lee Tate. That, I don't know. That could be good. There's other ways to celebrate this day, which tell Adam an inspiring story to a friend. Mm, okay, I guess. And lift their spirits, Adam. So if they're feeling low after Wouldn't you- they think I'm a big narcissist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, sit down. Let me inspire you, boy. Here. I, Adam, I have no issue doing that myself. <laughs> Do something wholesome for yourself. Mm, okay. Wholesome? Yeah. All right. Pedicure? After, yeah. There you go. Pedicures are good for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the wintertime is coming up, so they're probably not going to see a lot of sunlight or any activity. So as they're all bundled up in their warm woolen socks. And I recommend, Adam, that you get the uh, spa treatment where they lather it up, your legs and your legs. knees. Yeah. How high up do With they go? The, they go up like about halfway the thigh, Adam. It feels really good at them. And then it smells really good. Like with How, do, pick, how do they know I, where to stop? I pick, oh, they just know. They're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are, they, what are they sensing as, as they go up? I have no idea. Mm. I, I go in shorts anyway, so. Well, of course. And I take that, and, they, and I use lavender. As oh, you can the, choose your scent? Yes, as the scent that I read. It's so relaxing after. I think I would let them choose. It makes me. Whatever happy. you want to do. Yeah, no, no. Your soul, Adam, gets elevated when they do that. So, yeah, sure, get a pedicure. Okay. Says, okay, says here, listen to some soulful music. Oh, okay. You can listen to that new uh, Bruce Springsteen soul. Sure, he's singing all the soul <laughs> classics. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Good. He says, watch a movie with an uplifting message. They're putting a lot of parameters on it. You can't just, just watch something the, that you enjoy. These are these are recommendations. You need to get something that is uplifting. Something where somebody has gotten revenge <laughs> for for an injustice. I, I feel uplifted by those movies. Oh well, it could be uh, Loretta Lots. <laughs> oh, oh, one of those movies gets uplifted. She to, gets uplifted. Gets uplifted to double D's. <laughs> what could did you say? What, what, are you, what are you saying? Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, while you're celebrating National Chicken Soup Day, Adam, for the soul, be sure to share with someone else. So just do it by yourself. Adam. Oh, good. After, after all that, Adam, how would you celebrate National Chicken Soup for the soul? Because I'm dying to get the fuck out of this. <laughs> well, what I would probably do is I would sit down with my bowl and uh, I would take a short video of myself with my bowl. <laughs> And I would lift the bowl slightly up over my chin and I would spill the bowl's contents over my chin and my chest. And I would hashtag it with National Chicken Soup for Your Soul Day. That's too sexy, Adam. (laughs) FYI, Adam is also pizza with the works day except anchovies. Why couldn't you have I know. It's part of the works. We could have talked about that. God damn. Tanya and Adam's hard to name podcast today in rock history. 
a lot of originals, Adam. <laughs> I know. So new and improved. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. Adam, what do we got here, man? I think you like these guys. This is the darkness. I do. And they're growing on me. I can't get rid of you. I don't know what to do. I got the regular eye somewhere. I don't even know who he's going on. You got the vinyl? No, no, no. Oh. oh. You know, this, uh, this band, yes. again, kind of imploded after they took off with the, uh, I believe in a thing called love. I think it was more uh, I think it was more uh, related to Vice that they didn't get that far past the novelty of them kind of almost reviving the glam rock. So you're saying that they broke up shortly after their first they had album? Some issues, or yeah, they had some issues. Uh, I think they, the lead singer had some drug issues, I believe. Don't quote me on this because I really don't know all that much about it. I see him everywhere now because he was at the uh, the Foo Fighters things. He was singing with yeah. different I, acts. I hope that he stays with Wolfie uh, Van Halen. I've seen some of the actually good video of them. Oh, like the official video? Yeah. That they cut, that mm-hmm. I like it. Pretty good? Yeah. I think he compliments very well the David Lee Roth era songs. Hmm. I've also seen him on YouTube where he has like a... It's a podcast, doesn't he? Uh, I guess it's some sort of a short podcast where he talks about this song or this thing that happened recently, or his, he just talks about a certain event or something. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Or he'll break down a song from the past. Yeah, but I like the darkness, man. I, I like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I like the whole vibe. I like how it came out. I says, wow, these guys are going to bring back some rock and roll. I love that one song. I believe, I believe yeah, in a thing called a, love. Yeah, oh, that's, that's really good. You wouldn't have loved it if you ever heard me sing it in karaoke. Oh, man. people. Is that your go-to? That would, no, no, no. That's not my go-to. My go-to is Firehouse <laughs> from Kiss. <laughs> of course. Oh, and Dr. Love, by the way. <laughs> Calling Dr. Love. Those are my go-tos. <laughs> and uh, we're not going to take it as well from uh, Twisted Sister. But I changed. We're not going to take it to Huevos con Aceite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 Depending on the audience that you're performing to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I got it. Oh, Adam, yes, performing to. Yes, thank you. There's some such a talent. <laughs> Adam. Yes. 1968, buddy. The darkness wasn't around. Probably a few of them had been born by then, though. There's probably a lot of darkness back then. Mm. <laughs> yeah. November the 9th of 1968, Adam. Okay. A U.S. Army captain is quoted in Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. saying rock and roll music contributes to both the usage of drugs and the high VD rate among enlisted men in the army today. So this song about growing on me by the darkness, it, some shit is growing on these gro- Growing on his junk. Some shit is growing on their shit. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Rock and roll. You listen to a rock and roll song, and then all of a sudden you get VD. Uh, yeah, and guess, guess what it was? It was an army captain. Ooh, they're so knowledgeable, too. Really? They know everything. <laughs> well, they think they do. <laughs> was he at least in the medical field? I don't know, man. He's probably some dickhead. Probably. Well, <laughs> who, who'd have guessed? <laughs> I can't believe that. Why is rock and roll always a scapegoat? What is that? How many stories in history have we discussed that rock and roll is a scapegoat? Well, you're able to see large groups of people, large masses of people losing their minds, acting wild. And then that kind of transformed into 
kind of drug-fueled behavior where people mean, were doing it was pot an, and it, LSD and it things. Was an, it was an age of awakening. Sure it was. And that all kind of happened around this music scene, right? Um, it was always kind of associated with one another. I guess this is where the squares started to maybe give a little pushback. The thought might be, oh, if we get rid of one part of this thing, then the other part will just kind of fizzle away. Yeah, but you got I mean, to get rid of the rock music. I mean, listen to this stupid-ass conclusion. Rock and roll music contributes to both the usage of drugs and high VD rate among enlisted men in the Army today. You were in the Army in what year? Uh, 94, I went in. I, got out I went in 10 years prior to you. Okay. It was regular people to me, like any other place. Except that you were there under oath and you were fucked under UCMJ. You can do. You That's how you get the VD. Yeah. <laughs> you had to do as you're told. Yeah. And then you learn how to work within the system and everything else. You know, all that discipline and all that shit. I think of it this way, though. If you're going to bring some kind of deviance, let's say you like frequenting prostitutes and things of that nature, mm-hmm. or you're very promiscuous that you don't know where and what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. That's already in you. It's not because rock and roll music is telling no, you not to at do all. that. You're already there. So they want to go ahead and snapshot everybody mm-hmm. and generalize it. If they were to do, okay, now let's say, you know how those rock and roll videos or those rock music videos used to be filmed? Uh, there was some live audience and you see all these goons and crazy people jumping up and down and all that. And they would pan through the audience. And if you were a judgmental person, You'd pan through the audience and say, wow, look at all those people that are drunk and high. But if you would stop for a second yeah. and you would see my face within that. <laughs> Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Okay. I said, you can't put me into that because I wasn't part of that part right. of that crowd that was drunk and high. I was high on the music. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. this dickhead right here, had no, he had no fucking idea what he was talking about, man. It's bullshit. And think about it. Rock and roll, maybe at that time, was getting people laid. Okay. Hey, I'm turning you on to this band. That didn't happen so anymore. Saying, you're, so you were saying... <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's a sausage fest. It's just guys hanging out, listening to this stuff. You're not trying to... Hey, <laughs> pick up chicks. I listen to this uh, so, Black Sabbath so, album with me. So I was what you're saying, Adam. There was no promiscuity before. So now... 1968? Now you would focus on... What the like soul R and B uh, hip hop maybe yeah. stuff that while the young people are listening to while they're touching each other's privates. <laughs> That's true. We <laughs> we discussed that here as well. <laughs> Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee. Tommy. I've been zeppelin already. Why, oh, whoa, whoa. why go any further? <laughs> <laughs> 
but still, go ahead. We don't have to continue, go too deep. Continue zappling. But you know how bit. sometimes there are these rock and roll myths, yeah. you know? And like some, the one that like the one that they get a VD just for listening to rock. And exactly. Okay. Something like that. Do you did you know that there was a Kansas City myth about Led Zeppelin? I did not know that. That sounds kind of local, Adam. <coughs> it is, is a, kind of this local. This is a Wichita-based podcast, so yeah, go ahead. The uh, the first time that they ever played in our home state in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, on the Kansas side, yes. yeah. In the, uh, what? I'm intrigued. <laughs> They uh, they played in November fifth in nineteen sixty nine. Excellent. Oh sixty nine. Oh sixty nine. It could be anything but good. For and that. the the myth is that Led Zeppelin was there in support of another op- another act. Okay. And that the fans were drunk and impatient for the headliner, and they booed. So loud and obnoxiously that Led Zeppelin left the stage and refused to ever play in Kansas City ever again. This was the myth, the legend, the myth. Wow. I'm truly intrigued and, now. And it had been uh, translated between all these different people from that era. They'd say, oh yeah, I heard that you know, they're never going to play here again. Because they got booed off the stage. And it just kind of, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Richard Gere shoved a gerbil up his ass story. <laughs> Right now, is it true? Probably I hope, not. I, I would think not. not. I hope not. But that story got from like coast to coast. Like everybody knows the gerbil story. This is kind of the the way this myth spread around Kansas City in the Kansas City area. They said, "Oh, they got booed off the stage." But this is what happened on November fifth, nineteen sixty-nine. They were leaving Ontario, Canada. They had just played in Ontario, Canada the night before. They stopped in Kansas City for their show, a pair of shows that night. And they have a date in San Francisco the night after. What travel plans are these? So they left Ontario, Canada, sent their gear, all their gear, all their stuff, straight to San Francisco. They arrive in Kansas City and they have to rent gear from like another band within 24 hours. Yeah, to say, hey, we're coming in. I would. We, imma- we have no gear. We just need to get, your, w- get some stuff. I would stuff. imagine they send the via airplane. I would say. I mean, that's a long. That's a long uh, trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a quick turnaround for these things. So they had to borrow this stuff from the local band and rent it from them. And the the fact was that they were the headline act, not the openers. So there's part of the myth has been debunked uh, debunked exactly and then they also have some evidence of reviews which were mostly positive but some complaints about the PA system and the borrowed gear didn't sound quite up to snuff so this is the facts about it these are the facts about the thing and they played two shows that night Start one started at seven and one started at nine thirty. Oh wow, that's back to back for sure. And uh, rumor has it that Bonham got a little blasted on no Scotch way, in between, between the shows. I don't believe it. Nearly, <laughs> nearly that's, missing the second kid. That's myth, also. <laughs> no booing, and also debunked is the fact that they would never play Kansas City again because almost a year later, August nineteenth, nineteen seventy, they played again. They returned, but still the myth exists. Mm. So, we can't believe everything we read, Tommy. <laughs> this is what this podcast is about, Adam. 
<laughs> Believe nothing. Trust no one. So the destruction of the Kansas City myth about Led Zeppelin being booed off stage. How ridiculous could you imagine it to be? Oh, Professor Get Adam Lee Tate, Adam. <laughs> the Mythbuster, the Zeppelin <laughs> Mythbuster. It's a new title, Adam. <laughs> the Mythbuster. But I hear you, dude. I know. Could you imagine young Zeppelin being booed off stage? Ah, dude, that's, that's all that energy up there, man. Please, oh, no. you know. And they were in. They were probably. I, I'm going to generalize here and say the majority of them were all high. Probably <laughs> attending that damn concert. Well, they're listening to rock and roll music. Absolutely, <laughs> they are a bunch of nerd duels at them. Probably had a bunch of VD in their <laughs> pants too. <laughs> Who's this, Tommy? This is Punk Adam. This is the New York Dolls. Mm. Personality crisis. Sounds pretty good. It's really good. Adam, I uh, well, well, let me give you this first, and before I, I, mean, I have all this stuff about the New York Dolls in my head here. So anyway, during a UK tour, Adam, on November the sixth, nineteen seventy-two, Bill Mercia of the New York Dolls died of an overdose of Mandrax after choking on his coffee. What? Choking on his coffee? Mm-hmm. He choked on his uh, coffee after he had an overdose of Mandrax. So I don't know have, what Mandrax so is. So I don't know what it is either. So let's go ahead and look that up real quick. Okay. How now, can you choke on a liquid? Do you choke on a coffee? You can choke on coffee? Oh, uh, well, evidently. Maybe he has as much cream as uh, I put in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to choke. Adam, I don't want to hear nothing with, with you and cream. Oh, a lot of cream. <laughs> Heavy on the cream, light on, light on the coffee. <laughs> it is methaqualone, Adam. It is a hypnotic sedative. It is sold under the brand names Quaalude and so uh, there. Mandrax is Quaaludes, Adam. I got it. So, yeah. So, after a brief tour in England in 1972, Mercia uh, was invited to a party where he passed out from the accidental overdose. He was put in a bathtub and force-fed coffee in an attempt to revive him. Instead... It resulted in asphyxiation. So he would have survived, probably, if he had not been uh, funneled coffee down his throat. Well, he was found dead the next morning, Adam. Oh, jeez. At the young age of 21 years old. 21? Oh, wow. New York Dolls, Adam. How many times have you heard the New York Dolls? Mm, Probably four. (laughs) Four times, maybe. How many times have you heard them mentioned? Um, mostly by you, because you, you bring them up quite a bit in the uh, in early punk scene. Yes, punk and glam, by the way. Mm, okay. You know the guy who sang, Some Like It, Hot, Hot, Hot? Buster Poindexter? Buster Poindexter. You know who Buster Poindexter is, Adam? Yeah, he was in Scrooged. <laughs> he, he, he was in Scrooge, right? He was also in Scrooge. That's right, baby. Uh-huh. That's none other than Adam, uh-huh. the lead singer of the New York That's Dolls. the guy? That's the guy. Because I saw a video of this, because yeah. uh, I knew that this was going to be on the playlist. I saw a video of this. David Johansson. He looked Adam. familiar, but I, did, I wouldn't have picked him as that guy. Buster Poindexter didn't seem punk. No, no. He had a Rolling Stones kind of Mick Jagger kind of sway and his voice and his mannerisms. If you look at the videos of the early Dolls, you'll see some of that. 
Okay. You'll also see uh, a lot of the glam portion also for shock value where they would dress up as women when nobody else was doing that. Mm. They are yes. the influential band. And influential is not so much in, uh, not only in music and musical style, Adam, but also in appearance and fashion. That's oh. where they were influential. Now, hold up now. Okay. And the lineup had just two albums. The New York Dolls. That was their epominous, Adam. Their epominous. Uh, <laughs> epimonious. I got to say both of them for you, Adam. I, I know. I... And the 1974, Too Much, Too Soon. Okay. And those were the two records they had on this original lineup. And I, then the death and then, happened. Yeah, death happened, right? Okay. And the breakup and the drugs and the whole deal. There was a documentary either on Netflix or could have been on Amazon Prime. It was the basis, the original basis of the dolls was being followed around and filmed till they finally made some kind of reunion happen. Then he passed away of cancer. So it was wow. sad and it was triumphant at the same time. Okay. And to me, I consider the New York Dolls. Maybe I could watch that to enrich my soul. <laughs> it would help you. It would help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I consider the New York Dolls the T-Rex, Adam, of America. You oh, listen to a lot of T-Rex okay. as influential and everything else. You can disagree with me or you can't, but okay. that's, you know, again, how many songs of T-Rex can you point out and say, well, what a great song that is? Mm, maybe three. If that. Maybe. And that's a lot. Yeah. And then you got to struggle with the titles. But they were still mentioned as and credited as influences. And big influences. Over sure. and over and over again. Yeah. So I consider the Dolls the same thing. According to the Encyclopedia of Popular Music, Adam, the New York Dolls predated the punk and glam metal. Yes. And consider, now this is an encyclopedia telling this, one of the most influential rock bands in the last 20 years. And that would have been probably in the last 20 years of maybe 1990 is more or less where you're hitting it. Because we were talking about the darkness a little while ago. Yeah. Darkness, same thing. You see a lot of glam. You see a lot of that stuff. Uh, a lot of three chord music being pounded away. Okay. Now, hold on to your seats, Adam. Okay. This is who they influenced, just so you'll know. This is a list of people who would not be who they were if not for or the they, influence. Or they use some of the yes, some of the uh, antics or the art. Got it. Or the New York Dolls. The Sex Pistols, Adam. Okay. Kiss. Oh. The Ramones. Okay. Guns and Roses, hmm. The Dam, The Smiths, etc., 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 etc. Just keeps going. Yeah, pretty impressive. Simple tunes, banged away. If you look at Duff McKagan. All right. The early Duff McKagan. Early. Bassist of Guns and Roses. Got it. I got it. Right? Sure. You could see some dolls. Okay. You mean in his, in his appearance? In his swag, yeah. In mm. his swag, even how he plays the bass. Big, tall dude. Low slung. Mm-hmm. Attitude. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's why they're the hmm. T-Rex of America. Sure. Wow. That's a fine comparison that you've made there. Going deep on your dolls. <laughs> Are there books that you have? Do you have albums of the dolls? Do you... Adam, check it out. Okay. I have here... Oh. Eddie Trunk's Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal. <laughs> forward by Rob Halford, who we'll be seeing later on tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What did their career span? What years were they active? They were active from 1971 to 1974. Got it. If that. Okay. And then there were some versions of them later on and whatnot. So, yeah. You're looking it's at so pic- many cool pictures. You're looking at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and make a mega death. That's what I'm anyway, talking about. Anyway, let's leave that alone. <laughs> I got completely distracted with that. The New York Dolls are the Megadeth of what? <laughs> what New, York, New York. I don't know. All right. Let's move on. Yes, sir. 
Ooh, Adam, that's a that's a heavy rotation to record. Yes, right this there. is a rock radio a classic. Yes, sir. This is Bachman Termer Overdrive, Adam. You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. That's right. Randy Bachman Adam, the former lead guitarist of the Guess Who, on November the 9th, 1974, enjoyed a number one song with his brand new band, mm. BTO. That's nice to have Randy, a number one song. Now, check this out. On this song, Randy stuttered through the lyrics of You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet on a demo recording as a private joke about his brother, Gary. Who had, who had a speech impediment. Yes. <laughs> you see, Adam, this is why cancel culture is a pain in the balls. Yeah, no kidding. We would have missed this classic yes. thing. Like, you can't do that. How's Randy going to feel? <laughs> what's the part that he's done? I don't give a damn about what's, Randy. What, this song hits. What's the this part that hit. Baby. nothing yet. See what I'm saying? So this great piece of music, this great piece of art came out because they were making fun of somebody who stuttered at him. And then you have... Uh, 10,000 people in the stands stuttering along with him. <laughs> the record company liked that take better than the non-stammering version. Oh, the so record company was actually right this time. I wonder if they have a deep track where, like, where they put like one of those albums out where it has bonus tracks mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. The, where it has the, the clean version. The, the bootlegs. The woke, the woke version. <laughs> We enunciate very clearly in this one. <laughs> the song not only gave the band their third U.S. Top 30 hit, but it also gave a number two hit in uh, U.K., Adam. Mm, pretty Adam, nice. guess what? What? His brother. Randy? As re- as, yeah, Gary. Oh, Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary. His brother, Gary. <laughs> as a result of this, Adam, uh-huh. he stopped stuttering. He did? It cured his stutter? Genius. <laughs> I like this version, Adam. Solid. I love this song. I know you do. But this is the Killers. Oh, yeah? Singing Fame. Nice. Bullet for you. Bullet for me. I love that part. (laughs) David Boy, what a genius, Adam. Yes. November the 8th, 1975, Adam. David Boy made his U.S. TV debut performing. Fame. fame on guess what show Adam in 1975 you were a one year old or a two year old Adam uh, yeah it's probably one song um, American Bandstand no <laughs> close enough Adam the share CBS TV show share uh huh she had a TV show all by her lonesome this was post Sunny and share yes sir oh yeah, she, yeah. so she had her own variety show yeah boy who was living in New York at the time had written the song with guess who the guess who no Adam you guess Bachman who Bachman Tur- you guess who Adam <laughs> Uh, there was nobody stuttering on this one, Adam. Uh, I don't know. John uh, Lennon, Adam. Really? Yes, sir. Good note. Good notes ah, to come out on this one. Go. I'm, that's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm enjoying it's this a, stuff. Yeah. Keep teaching me. Ooh, that's loud. Ooh, ACDC. Kind of shrill, though, isn't it? Was this my video of <laughs> not the not the best mix? Was this when we were down in Bremen? Oh wait. This is by a band called The Night Owls. Oh. And they're doing their version of Have a Drink on Me. Let's listen to this. It's better when the bass comes in. They're hitting it, yeah. They didn't capture the guitar that well, did they? Recording equipment weren't, weren't quite up to snuff. Uh, yes, that's a good uh, This is a kick singing, right? It is. Oh, okay. Is it School of Rock? <laughs> it's just like... Sounds like maybe School of Rock no, happening no, there. No, no, no. 
this is. <laughs> this is that chick that's married the country guy that's on uh, The Voice. Gwen Stefani? Yeah, this is when she just woke up. <laughs> it's not oh, like it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> Adam, on November the 6th, 1979, at London's Hammersmith Odeon, Paul Simon kicks off a tour of the UK by buying a drink for each member in the audience. Wow. So that, that's What kind of a tab did that run now up? Now I see where the tie-in is. They have a drink on me. So anything that's Paul Simon is like, mm, boring. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to spice it up. <laughs> Thank God you didn't use uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard on this one, Adam. That's pretty good. Doing underage drinking. The act of generosity will cost Paul around 1,000 pounds back then, Adam. That's nothing. That is so cheap. 1979. Think about now if people go to a athletic event or something or oh, a concert yeah. it's like 13 dollars for one of those it's drinks. just it's the two thousand dollars just to watch the whole thing and buy food yeah. while you're there it's and a, especially if you have a family insane that's pretty cool yeah that's a that's the first time i've ever heard anybody doing that where they bought a drink for, i know for everybody in the, in the room adam, that's why i included this on this podcast <laughs> here's another factoid adam okay let's calculate it and do some math adam Let's do some simple math. We usually don't do math, but we'll try it. Let's just for shits and giggles, okay? Okay. 2022. Yes. How many people fit into the cotillion? 2,000, right? (laughs) Yes, no, more or less. Let's say 2,000. Let's say 2,000. Yeah. And a beer cost nine bucks. If Uh that were happening today, if somebody were to buy one drink to everybody in that establishment, Mm -hmm. how much would that be? $18,000. That's my final answer. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now, Adam, throw in that the tickets are $49 more or less at the Cotillion. Can I say 50? 50 would help me out. Let's go 50. Okay. So 50 times 2,000. Yes. So 2,020. 100,000. 100,000, right? 100,000 for the tickets. And 18,000 for the drinks. So the artists would walk out of there with. Is that what they get? $20,000 less because they spend $18,000. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, but they don't get the full cut of the ticket. They don't. No. So, they, <laughs> so, so it depends on what their management has uh, got them for the, the cut of the gate. So basically what I try to do here is just try to bring some light of the, what would happen today for a standard act. Let's say Steel Panther. How much did we pay? We didn't pay more than 50 bucks no. to see Steel Panther. Sure. So that gives you an idea more or less. And there wasn't 2,000 people there probably. So you know you got to apply those standards to Paul Simon back then. Yeah. So it's a ballsy move. Yeah, probably cut into his profits quite a bit for that one night. I would say so, yeah. But, absolutely. But it got us to mention him all these many years later. <laughs> the Tommy and Adam are today <laughs> podcast. This weekend. Oh yeah. Kiss. Adam. Yes, Tommy. This is the kid. Oath. I don't know much about the oath. Always reminds me of Flash Gordon for some reason. Hmm. Well, I'm going to give you some history on this one. Okay. I'm going to turn this whole thing down. It was a horrible song, but. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, really. I noticed that because there were no kicks being thrown over there. <laughs> It's not one of my favorites, Adam. <laughs> it's not one of your songs? No. Kiss concept album, Adam. Uh-huh. On November the 11th in 1981. Okay. Music from the Elder. Who's the Elder? 
that's the uh, title of the album. Oh. It's a concept album. Oh, okay. Failed, Adam. Failed. Now, this is a factoid that you won't hear a lot about right. from Kiss. Failed to go gold. Mm. And it only reached 75 on the Billboard album chart. For a kiss in 1981, that's coming from a phenomenal 1970s. All the 1970s, they just couldn't they, do any wrong. They reigned supreme. So they thought, we're going to throw out this concept album. We can, we can do whatever we please. And apparently it landed with a thud. Oh, no. That's a hell of a kiss now, factor. Now it I wasn't have never attached. giving you any kind of facts like that from Kiss. It wasn't attached to any other thing. It wasn't like a soundtrack to a thing. It was just their concept album. Yes, sir. So what was the concept based on? What was the Elder? Was okay. it like was it Elfin things? No. Uh, the basic plot for the Elder Adam involved a recruitment and training of a young hero. The okay. boy was the guy's name. Instead the boy? Of, instead of Tommy from uh, The Who's Tommy, mm -hmm. from The Who's Rock Opera, yeah. this one is called The Boy. Just simply Just the, the boy. boy, yes. His training was to be done by a council of elders who belong to the Order of the Rose. Wait a minute, where's my snoring sound it's effect? Like, it's kind of like a Jedi thing. <laughs> we got this kid, we're going to train him to be a Jedi. A mysterious group dedicated Adam to none other than combating evil. Okay, good. The boy is guided by an elderly caretaker named Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus? Oh, so it's like the Matrix. <laughs> He's, the boy is, the boy is uh, like Neo. So the, album, the whole album is based on some lyrics that describe the boy's feelings during the journey and training as he overcomes his early doubts to become confident and self-assured warrior, Adam. Okay. So did it have songs that catered to the evil side, too? Yeah, because there had to be opposing forces. I don't know because they tried to do a re-release of it near not too long ago, maybe about a couple of months ago, uh, when they uh, try to pump it up. I don't know if you. Well, I'm on the obviously I'm all the uh, news feeds, mm -hmm. and they tried to do that. And you know, I'm on Gene Simmons' Twitter. Yeah, you know, you see all this, and there might be for nostalgic reasons, it may have sold a little bit better. I'm sure it sold more than than the 500 Gs. Mm -hmm. I don't know, and I'm talking about 500000 not in money. I really don't know. only song that I really like from that album is A World Without Heroes. And whose who's song is that? It's Gene Simmons' song. Gene Simmons' song. <laughs> and I like the unplugged version of it. I oh, so they, they, really they do play enjoy, some of this stuff Yes, I really later enjoy on. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Oath was, well, I don't know, I think it was a single in the... In, it's not totally release. lost to history. No, it's not totally lost. The rest of the album, it's not like Love Gun or it's not like Hotter Than Hell. And, you know, it has a various other kind of hits out of it. Mm -hmm. so. hmm. But there, there you go right there, man. That, that's some kiss fail right there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think you ever bring one of those here, how huh, did you? Well, it's nice that you see that if you have a whole album of material that you work and you slave on... And it just lands uh, with, with nobody. Yeah, that's pretty wild when you have a it's, huge catalog of all these other hits. It's a, it's an awakening, if anything. It yeah. takes your ego and says, "Hey." Now, what did they come out with after this? Was it Creatures of the I Night? I say it was Creatures. Next? Yeah, let me see what they came out with. And that was like a good comeback. Let me see music from the other right. They had to get back to their roots. Let me get this right. So they didn't talk about banging chicks at all. Probably there was some banging in there somewhere. Because that's primarily the focus of the music. Mm -hmm. So no wonder make that big of a left turn left uh, other people feeling a little sour. Well, the Kiss Camp, you know, I mean, it, like you said, they can do no wrong, and unfortunately, they did. We're not going to sing about our cocks once <laughs> and watch us <laughs> and watch us fail miserably, Adam. Killers, Killers after that one, and then, oh, there was uh, yeah, Killers was a greatest hits kind of deal. 
Oh, so I don't need. <laughs> we need to reinvigorate our fans. Yeah, they, <laughs> so let's put out some greatest hits. They stayed in the safe zone. <laughs> Let's speed the sucker. Let's go. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Yeah, Adam. This is one of my songs. I start popping and blocking. Chaka Khan, what you tell me what you want to do? What do you feel for me? What do you feel for you? Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I want to do. I want to love you. want to hug you. want to squeeze you too. Let me take it in my All right, Adam. So hold on. Is it Chaka Khan a lady? Yeah. Does she come into this song at some point? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Adam, I've heard this song. Yeah, of course you have. But I haven't heard Shaka Khan yet, have I? You'll hear in a minute. <laughs> Maybe in a minute and a half. <laughs> Who's the guy at the beginning? Some rapper. A hype man? Grandmaster Melly Mel. There you go, right there. That's oh, Shaka Khan. Okay. Adam, former Rufus singer Shaka Khan, Adam was number one on the UK singles chart with I Feel For You, written by none other than Prince. Oh, really? Yep. The song featured Stevie Wonder on the harmonica, which you heard there. Oh, I did hear that. And the rap was by the guy who asked. It was Grandmaster Melly Mel. Oh, of course. Melly Mel was one of the guys. Recognize him anywhere. That was one of the guys who was on the uh, message, Adam, uh, that said, uh, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how it keeps growing under. (laughs) Trying not to lose my head. That's a perfect rendition right there. (laughs) It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. (laughs) I spit for you, Adam. (laughs) For you, man. Let's make sure that you. (laughs) Okay. Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a jungle sometimes. <laughs> Adam, she was on the uh, news a couple of weeks ago, Adam. Shaka Khan? Yeah. Okay. She said that singers who need to use auto tune, Adam, yeah. need to find a job at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too, I, I thought you would find that more funny, too, Adam. It's too easy. It's too easy with the auto tune. She's right. She's right. We take people who are untalented oh, and we give them all these kudos. I love her quote here. Yes, I want to hear more from Shaka Khan. She there makes is, sense. There, there is some great stuff out there mm-hmm. and there are some great artists. You know, they always start yes. with that. You know? Love it. There's some very fine young artists out there doing great work. Good. And I'm impressed with that. Okay. She told uh, whatever magazine this was. But the others, <laughs> they just need to go get them a job. At the post office, they're always hiring. <laughs> People are using auto tune. They need to get to the post office quick. <laughs> She's. This is, was this like a, a postal hiring campaign? Maybe. <laughs> I don't. Can you imagine the recruitment poster with Shaka Khan with all dressed? <laughs> And she's breaking like an auto-tune machine. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Through the shredder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hit the post office. <laughs> oh. All right, Adam. 1986, Adam, November the 25th, 1986. Ooh, I didn't know this, actually. Here's another good factoid. 
So after uh, More Than a Feeling uh, reached number five in 1976, okay. and Don't Look Back made it to number four in 1978, Boston finally scored their first and only number one with Amanda. This is back in 1986, dude. Yes. Man. From their third album, yeah. Third, and third stage. And the one that... Did you know that song went number one? I had a funny remembrance that it was their biggest hit. I didn't know it was a number one hit. I did not even know that. But I think it was it was their biggest I radio play like hit. It, I thought it was, you know, one of those You know it's crossing over to the regular poppy no. I would have thought more than a feeling would have been higher than well, they Amanda. Were, they were too young, you know? Mm. And it was their first thing coming right out of the box. We're ready is another single. Yeah. That uh didn't fare as well, but still was on that uh, record. Great stuff. Did they play Amanda? They had to have played Amanda when they came into oh, town. I'm we sure them. they did. I can't remember though, man. Honestly, that was that was a free ticket. That so was, that'd be a good time to go get the beer. You know, it was like ah, oh yeah, you're playing your big hit. Okay, I'm yeah, out of here. Yeah, except for the guys who are you know <laughs> hugging the fat chicks that they took to the. <laughs> That's where they hug and shit. Exactly. Uh-huh. Sometimes these fan-recorded ones are really good. Is this fan-recorded? I think it's so. It's not, not professionally done? It sounds done. horrible. But it's crude horrible. That's just the way Eddie Vedder sings, I think. <laughs> Pearl Jam. Rearview Mirror, Adam. Uh-huh. In 1993, Adam. 1993, November the 26th. 1993, Pearl Jam went to number one mm. on the U.S. album charts Isn't with Versus. Selling 950,378 copies, making it the highest sales in U.S. album history in one week. In album history? Yes, and that's what it says here, man. How could that be? I'm sure at the time, I don't know. In one week is a time span. What? Mm -hmm. There was such a fervent desire to get the second offering from Pearl Jam? I know, I bought it. Didn't have a goat on the cover? Yeah, I was going to say it had a sheep or a goat or something like that, yeah. Hmm. Great record. Yeah, I thought... It had some good stuff on it. It was a little bit after that one that I kind of tailed off my Pearl Jam. Yeah, they started going into the old political the shit. Feelings. And the feelings and shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm over that. Yeah, me too. Nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam hard to name. Podcast, historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo, (laughs) definitely one of my favorites. (laughs) It's it's great. Woo, what's coming in on hot? This is how you do this without <laughs> Didn't I see that on Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> Adam, 50 cents. I mean, 50 cents. 50. 50. 50 cents, Adam. Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. Oh, disco. Let's get, let's get right into this one. Is this disco? The, the song is called Disco Inferno. Oh. Okay. Because he gets right into it and shit, 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 shit. There's also a stutter here, Adam. 
Oh, <laughs> shake that ass, girl. Shut up, Randy. <laughs> I'm gonna use your stutter again. Shake <laughs> it. It makes hit records. I'm telling you, Randy. Fifty six. November the 6th, 2005. Oh, okay. Uh, in the Los Angeles area, multimedia company, Adam, Clear Channel Communications, mm -hmm. agreed to remove posters promoting 50 Cent's forthcoming film, Get Rich or Die Trying. Okay, they have a problem with this picture. Why is that? Now, check this out. I'm glad you asked that. Okay. The poster showed Fitty mm -hmm. holding a gun in one hand. Yeah. And a microphone in the other. <laughs> okay. This was after a rally in uh, L.A. Adam, which was held in protest of the film depicting and glorifying gun violence, drugs, rapping, and other crimes. 2005? Did we not see Scarface <laughs> or, or any of these other things where people get shot up I'm, all I'm over the place? Is, what is the problem the here? The company also agreed, Adam, to remove 21 posters in Philadelphia as well. Who was leading these protests? This is some groups that were involved in this anti-violence stuff. Now, there's a guy called Bailal Guaynam. It's spelled B-I-L-A-L, -L, and then his last name is spelled Q-A-Y-U-M. A leader of the Philadelphia anti-violence so anti group, Adam. Mm -hmm. Men United for a Better Philadelphia was quoted saying, the message could be rob and get rich. So that's what they were saying. Those posters with 50 cents up there with a gun in one hand and microphone in the other, it was depicting violence. That's, that's <laughs> half of what we see on the, the theater screen. When we go to the movies, it's a violent act. It's not normal everyday life that per we're going to go there and watch. Persecution of art, Adam. Why? Why? It's uh, that simple. So it's stupid. A, a How can you cherry pick this one movie when on... Probably the weekend before you had a violent movie, the weekend after you had a violent movie, but you're going to pick this one because he has a microphone and, and Adam, a gun? And Adam, by the way, the Christmas season was coming up. I'm sure there was a bunch there, too. Absolutely. That's, you know, those are the blockbusters. Why wouldn't there be? Get Rich and Die Trying, Adam, is an American crime drama film written by Terrence Winter. Do you know who Terrence Winter is? Sounds familiar. He was the first guy to play War Machine, Adam, in Iron Man 1. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yes, sir. No. Yes, sir. The black guy with, with the the, 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 blue, the blue eyes? Mm -hmm. No. Yes, sir. That's not his name. That's not his name? I don't think so. Anyway, we'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> it starts Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. In the feature film acting debut alongside Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, that's it. That's the guy. <laughs> I'm just like a Freddy Krueger and Jason Krueger. <laughs> yeah. I better start doing better research, Adam, and a whole bunch of other people in this movie. Uh huh. Uh, the film, which contains autobiographical elements of Fitty's life. Okay. The film took inspiration for 50 Cent's childhood career as a drug dealer. And it follows a character, and the character's name is called Marcus Greer, a drug dealer who turns away from his criminal life to pursue his passion in rap. So it sounds like it's an uplifting story. Like he went away from a life of crime, and then he got this performance, and he was able to achieve new highs just by using his own personal talents. A couple of episodes ago, Adam, we discussed rap videos. This looks like a really long rap video. Well, yeah, a detailed story, <laughs> an in-depth story. With detail, yes. 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 The one that that one mother would have shown 
her child. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I say, stay away from this app. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. This is, I absolutely agree with you. This is, hmm. this is. Uh, it seems attempt. weird that yeah, there's so much animosity towards it's this. What one. it is, is an artist gets so famous or infamous. And, you know, I could, I could see where the community, being the inner seated community, probably was the one protesting over this. Because this sounds this uh, Bailam guy, whatever his name, he sounds like he's one of these one of these groups that are trying to protect or trying to do positive things within the community, and they're seeing Fifty Cent's being of their probably ethnicity, saying, "Hey, this guy is, is just making it worse for us here." Oh, so he's, that's probably he's saying all the young kids are going to see yeah. this. They're going to they're going to do they're the drug see, stuff. Yeah, Fitty is the role model here. We don't I don't want, know what I want to do we yet. Don't, we don't want that. We don't want him as the role model. So anymore. I'll I'll go to the corner and sell some crack for a while, and then I'll rap about and it. And then I'll rap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, then I'll get inspiration. If Curtis Jackson at him, mm. I think he's one of the the, the Jackson Seventeen. <laughs> is he relation? I don't know. Distant relation? Probably not. Anyway, <laughs> but even better okay. is that the Urban Dictionary oh. has something on this. On Get Rich or Die Trying? Yes, it's actually that. Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh. And for anybody who's listening and think this is bullshit, go on to the Urban Dictionary. Prove me wrong. It says here, Get Rich or Die Trying. In my opinion, a very good movie. <laughs> what if, That's what the Urban Dictionary it, says. It, well, there's some follow-up to it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it shows the life and times of 50 Cent through all his struggles. Yeah. It is worth seeing, unlike all the haters are saying just because they don't like 50 Cent or Eminem or all the drugs and violence in the movie. Oh, this is a genius who just wrote this. <laughs> by, by the way, Adam... There's an applicability. There's an applicability here. I mean, not quite Roger Ebert, maybe, but <laughs> it's real good. Some people say it's bad, but it's not as good. Get out the way, movie critics. Here comes this guy. Anyway, oh, I have his name, but I'm gonna give it to you right now. Anyway, oh, good. It has an applicability, Adam. Terrence, what? Dave. <laughs> Dave. Terrence, Dave. Okay. Actually, that Terrence guy was also on what was a Hustle and Flow, I think. Yeah, I think so. And on Dead Presidents as well. Anyway, there's some good movies he was in. Uh, anyway, says Dave. Did you see Get Rich and Die Trying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh huh. John is the other counterpart here in this conversation. He says, "Yeah, that movie rocked my socks." <laughs> <laughs> So that's a two thumbs up. Oh, was that good? (laughs) That's like this. That's the thumbs up emoji, Adam. I I didn't even know. Adam, guess what? This is no shit, Adam. Two positive things. This was written, Adam, on January the 7th, 2007. So A couple years after after the movie. Sure. You know what the guy's name was? Gay rights activist. Boom. That's his name? That's the guy's name. Gay Gay rights activist, Adam. Look at it right there. That's the guy's name. That's the hyperlink that takes you to him. Gay rights. Oh, that's his, that's his handle? That's that's who wrote it out. <laughs> look, look, look. Dictionary. <laughs> I'll take your seat. That's enough, enough shenanigans. Wow. So it wasn't a rapscallion, Adam, who wrote this. It's a guy who knows. Gay, gay rights, rights, act- yes. gay rights yes. activist. That's what I'm talking about. Put his about. two cents that's in right. there. His- 
Anyway, he's actually, he has four reviews or four entries in the Urban Dictionary, Adam. Four entries, does he? <laughs> he does. It's <laughs> a lot of entries. Adam, one of them uh-huh. is uh, praising Eminem's song, Lose Yourself. Okay, okay. The other two were dissing the ICP and the Vanilla Ice. Oh. That's what gay, that's not what, fans? That was gay rights activist contribution to the Urban Dictionary, now, Adam. We, did they have a negative review because of, of uh, negative gay stuff in the, I, the songs? ICP say, probably does that. That's probably what it is. <laughs> anyway, Adam, the hip hop rap is a diction. <laughs> you ruined it, Adam. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't know we were going back to the dictionary. We were. That also has a definition for get rich and die trying, Adam. Oh, good. It says get rich or die trying, a verb. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's the action you're taking. Yes, is it? Is it? <laughs> you, you look like you're in pain. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh here. This is not really funny. This is serious. Oh, okay. Is Good. the act of committing delinquencies to further and increase material growth and stature through criminal actions such as, but not limited to, robbery, homicide, illegal narcotic sales, extortion, home invasions, pimping, rapping, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, in the, in the event. Any of these felonious acts fail as they attempt them, they understand and incur in the risk of expiring, i.e. dying as a consequence of their actions. Got it. I.e. die jacking. (laughs) Adam, there's a link to die jacking. Do we want want to go to die jacking? I don't know Adam, if we want to go to that check one. Check it out, Adam. Lose. Do you have your safe search on? Adam, it's called loss of physical life while committing an affront against another person or people. That's a die jacking. I would feel an affront. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think die jacking is in the front. I think this guy's jacking over here. Adam, it has, has an applicability as well. <laughs> Hoodlum number one, Adam. Oh, good. <laughs> We've got a playlet. <laughs> Hoodlum. The other ones are probably white guys because this is not to These are these are people who are willing to get rich or die. Yes, yes Adam. Trying. Says, Hoodlum one. So Hoodlum one says, "Yo, my homie." <laughs> well, he has to get his attention. Did you hear how young Jizza? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an unfortunate name. He's going to die jacking. Went out. <laughs> How young Jizza went out. I heard he died jacking. Stop it. He got sprayed by the crazy veteran when Jizza tried to jack him at his house. Who told him to go in there? Oh, no. It's a crazy veteran. Hoodlum number two. Okay. He always told me. It's better to try dying than to land that county and be someone's bitch to those jail jailhouse booty bandits. <laughs> oh my god! This oh my urban god! Urban dictionary. Uh, this is no. This is the hip hop rap hizzle. Oh, rap hizzle. Dictionary, Adam. Oh my god! Uh, he always told me it's better to die trying. Than to land at a county and be someone's bitch. Yeah, you don't need the booty bandits. <laughs> Those booty bandits. 
Okay, let's stop, let's stop. We'll never get this. Oh, wow. In a way, it's kind of beneficial, if you ask me, to get killed committing the crime, Adam. Well, yeah, if you don't want uh, (laughs) (laughs) to take your booty virginity. Anyway, Adam, there's a definition also for 50 cent. Okay, two quarters. (laughs) Adam, it's a noun. All right. It's a superhuman mutant who in the year 2000 was shot nine times, Adam. Okay. Bullets pierced his hand, arm, hip, both legs, chest, and face, which resulted in a dimple scar and a slur that is heard in his music. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was not the hip-hop rapizzle. That was the actual Urban Dictionary. So it is widely believed, Adam, that he, being 50 Cent, yes. such as Tupac, used their superpower schlongs. <laughs> To deflect the bullet, thus avoiding injury to the vital parts of the body. Adam, that's never been confirmed, though. I'm going to tell that right now. There's a technique that you could use. It's called called helicoptering. (laughs) Adam. Yeah? Never been confirmed. It could be very well be an urban izzle legend. Uh Adam, urban izzle is also defined in the hip-hop rap izzle dictionary, Adam. Well, it wasn't listed in part of his uh, <laughs> one of his wounded areas, so it must be super powered. Oh my God, this is crazy! I didn't know there's so much. There was so much on Fifty Cent here on, this, on these dictionaries. Well, you get shot, you slur a little bit. Yeah, urbanizal is defined as uh, a very rundown part of town, trashed, or a section within an urbanized and populated area, okay. usually uh, filled with hoodlums and other uh, mm-hmm. and other low lives of the street. Okay. I mean, there's no consideration here for humanity when they write these definitions down. I mean, not not everybody in these places are. No. Some people just find themselves at this place and this is all they can, this is their, this is their hood. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I can understand why they want to look up to somebody like 50 cents. I like a schlong too. (laughs) (laughs) I can deflect bullets at him. (laughs) <laughs> Again, we don't know if that's true or not. I'm to... <laughs> well, well, just like the the uh, Zeppelin myth happened, there could, there could also be a, a fifty cent myth. <laughs> Ooh, that's one of my songs, Adam. Is it? Yeah. Check it out. It's Sting Baby with Shaggy Man and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. It's an English man. In yes, New York. Sure, I like the song. I like when he says, I'm an, I'm an alien. I'm an illegal alien. Or no, he says that he's an he's a alien. He's an illegal alien. Excuse me. Legal? Check it out, check it out. This is Stingster right here. You can hear it in my accent when I talk. I am a Puerto Rican and no, no. Oh my gosh. Nice. I love it. Pretty good. Pretty good. And he's there with the Shaga man. Shaga Shaga. What why did he uh, get a guesting appearance there? Mr. Shaggy. I have no idea why. Maybe Shaggy. I mean, it's a cool version of that song though. It is know? pretty good. So I mean I don't know if you heard it before. And check it out, it was NPR who was able to do it too. So anyway, Adam in two thousand seven, November the tenth, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Sting topped the list of the worst lyricists ever. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. 
Here we are praising him out. Based on what? What are his his classic uh, bad lyrics? Anyway, for such alleged sins as name-dropping Russian novelist Vladimir Nabokov in The Police Tune Don't Stand So Close Oh, I know, I know. It could be da-do-do-do, da-da-da-da is all I want to say to you. I think that's a great song. That's a great song. I can't think of shit. I'll just... We're just talking about Chicago came up with some lyrics at 25 or 6 to 4. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yeah, Same yeah, yeah. Thing. That's right. If you ask me, great song, the do 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 da da da. I love it. The do 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 the da da da. My turd doesn't want to come out with you. <laughs> it doesn't say that, Adam. <laughs> oh, the worst it's, lyricist. Another one is he quotes a Volvo bumper sticker. If you love someone, set them free. I didn't know that. Yeah. The survey by Blender Magazine, Adam. Well, Blender's okay. I mean, it has some cool chicks on that. Place Rush drummer Neil Peart number two. So these guys don't know what they're talking what about. What the heck? Are you serious? <laughs> they have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we just throw it right out right now. <laughs> Let's go for the next one, Adam. Yes, please. Oh, here she comes. Speaking of quality lyrics, Woo, I love that song. Man Eater by some weirdos. <laughs> HSCC, whatever that means. Hey Adam, this is oh, so this is not the Hole and Hope version. No, it's not. Is it a chick singing? I don't think so. Oh, close enough, Adam, you can turn it down. 2008, November. Did a pretty good job with it. Sounds like I think so. Yeah, they had the uh, the sax going there. That yeah, makes it, that makes it sultry and sexy. Yes. So November the sixth, two thousand and eight, Adam. Mm-hmm. I still have a bunch of phlegm left over from the hip hop rap. <laughs> it loosens things up. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Hall and John Oates Adam were not credited for worst lyrics, but they were launched a lawsuit against music publisher Warner Chapel Music in a Manhattan Supreme Court, accusing the company of failing to protect the copyright to their 1982 hit Man Eater after an unidentified singer used it in a 2006 recording. Why would they be unidentified? Don't you have to have place that I, evidence in I their hands? Am, I, hey. would, uh, I would imagine you would know who would sing on these records unless they're like those producers from Germany that produced the Milli Vanillis. They never really credited the real singers. Those guys disappeared into the... Hmm. Then they came back and had to sue this, this, and the other. So I really don't know. I don't know how that works. Was the artist that used the song also on the same label? So, so the company didn't care. They were still making the money. Anyway, I'm just saying, what's the big deal? Copyright infringement, Adam. Mm-hmm. This uh, song, Man Eater, Adam, mm-hmm. it could also be worse than copyright infringement. Worse? Yeah. Could be gay porn, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I guess. I'm just saying, if you're a heterosexual, you don't want your yeah, song you associated with that. Well, But on the other side, if you're gay, this is a great song to having your... Uh, sure. <laughs> Gay rights activists would really <laughs> yes, probably appreciate yes, that. Absolutely. <laughs> Way to go, Hollow Notes. You only come out at night. <laughs> there are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. 
Yes. We're going to blow those pretty fast, Adam, even though. So I'm going to be blown really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a man either, FYI. <laughs> Talk about this segment, Adam. Oh, yes, yes. That's what I was talking about. Adam, we dealt with all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. uh, in our past lyrics that'll blow our mind. I'm going to go back and take you to 19, uh, I want to say 1991, 1992, and we'll figure this out later as we go. All right. Adam. High schooler. Young high schooler, yes, me. Yes, yes. And you're going to love it, too. Right. It says, written mm-hmm. by none other than Chris Cornell, Adam. Okay. And released yes. in 1991 under uh-huh. the group Temple of the Dog, Adam. It is oh. Say Hello to Heaven. Oh. I remember this. This was big. This is a great song, Adam. You're going to be blown for sure. Away, though. <laughs> Starts off nice and slow, uh-huh. Adam. Yeah, it does. I'm going to read the lyrics real quick, Adam. So okay, go ahead. Out. Okay, it says, please, Mother Mercy, mm-hmm. take me from this place and the long-winded curses I hear in my head. The words never listen, and teachers, oh, they never learn. My warmth in the cradle, though I feel too cold to burn. Now listen to it now, in the song. Now that means... Listen. Never listen, right? Mm-hmm. And teachers, oh, they never learn. Check this part out. He came from an island, then he died from the street. And he hurt so bad, like a soul breaking. But he never said nothing to me. Chorus. I see you concentrating, Adam, on those lyrics. You're giving them some thought. There's some mystery there. I hear all of those. You, you've explained the words that are there. Now, when it's applied to the song through Chris Cornell's voice, it sounds beautiful and melodic, and it just fits together. But to read the words off the page, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't make us. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't drive a story. It's just saying this. It's getting the phrasing together. There's no chronology of story building is what you're saying. They're not using it to where they're building the bridge to what's kind of an understanding here. If you get it from the beginning, Adam, this is before we start explaining the song. Please, Mother Mercy, Mm -hmm. take me from this place. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. Right. The long-winded curses I hear in my head. So take me away from here so I won't hear Adam. 
those long-winded curses, when they're cursing at you really pissed off and you got that in your head, you just don't, you don't want to be at this place and you want those fucking curses to go away. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody fucking with you is basically or something since you're at this place, right? Okay. The words never listen. No, because words aren't intended to listen. Words are intended to be communicated. Okay. The receiver of those words is the one that receives them. Mm-hmm. That's why they never listen. They just come out of you. And teachers, oh, they never learn because teachers are the one that are giving you those words. Okay, check this out. Okay, okay. My warmth from the candle, though I feel too cold to burn. So even receiving some kind of a source of warmth, Uh he's so cold, he or she or whoever it may be, Uh right, is too cold to burn. In other words, that calefaction does not work on him. He came, then he goes into the subject of the song. He came from an island, then he died on the street. He burned so bad like a soul breaking. He crumbled in the process, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But he never said nothing to me. Say Hello to Heaven is a song again by the band Temple of the Dog, which right. at the time was a super group, kind of. <clears throat> Members of both of the, Pearl the Jam. Bands, that's right, yeah. yep. Say Hello to Heaven was released as a second single from the band's solo studio album Temple of the Dog, the first one being Hunger Strike. Hunger Strike. remember that? Yep, yep, yep. And the song reached number five on the Billboard Main Street Rock Charts, Adam. Cornell wrote Say Hello to Heaven. Here's where you can start piecing it together. As a tribute to his roommate, mm-hmm. former Mother Love Bone singer Andrew Wood, mm-hmm. who at the time had recently died of a heroin overdose. Aha. Now you start Now make, he has inspiration. That's right. He is telling a story of this guy and his relation to this guy. But to put those words on the page, it just seems so so poetic. I mean, it's when you get into the, the real poetic artist and they put down these things, and I would never imagine these words to be associated with what they're trying to convey. You don't know what the context and where it's coming I know. from. But now we know that it's specifically about this guy he had a relationship with. And this song, before. I'm going to play this song a little bit more because we could be all day because these are really deep lyrics, man. You could get easily lost on the Metrodome of the... It's all throughout the song. So you kind of like it. And you can't hear the lyrics, but if you kind of uh, separate it, you can hear those lyrics. So they go, new like a baby, lost like a prayer, the sky was your playground. But the cold ground was your bed, Adam. You would get high to get away from reality. Uh, That's what it says to me. That's what it says to me. The sky is your playground. You're high. You're feeling good up there. You're playing. But guess what? You got to come back down after that high. But the cold ground was your bed. And that's where you come back. Wow. Check it out. So, oh, I said, poor stargazer. She's got no tears in her eyes. But fool, like a whisper, she knows that love heals all wounds with time. She is the heroine. In this case is how I get it. Hmm. Wow. Heroin has no tears for you, man. Just use me. I got nothing to give back to you. Man. Now, it seemed like too much love. In other words, too much love for that drug, for right? Drug. Sure, sure, sure. Is never enough. Yeah, you better seek out another road because this one's going to end abrupt. Oh.
It's the Annunciation. She's got it. That's the part that everybody knows. That's the part you don't yeah. go through this entirely deep ass lyrics, Lord. No, because you don't. time heals all wounds, right? Time is when you're healed from a any kind of a drug addiction, especially with these high intoxicating drugs. Your only peace, Adam, is when you pass away. Mm. A drug addict will struggle all through their life on a daily basis with that addiction. That's what I hear. We see that time and time again in some of our personal lives. At least I know drug addicts in my family. Yes. Okay. They fall. They stand back up. They fall. They stand back up. Here you get to see it publicly uh, from Mother Lovebone. He wasn't like a top artist that a lot of people know about, but this guy was known in the grunge scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, and highly respected. Cornell said in an interview, Adam, he said, with all that's been written about Temple of the Dog recently, it's reminded me that the original meaning of this song, Say Hello to Heaven, for example, is one of the songs I wrote directly for Andy. I play that song for someone else's who's died, and those have been numerous. That's great that it's become this anthem that makes somebody feel some comfort when they've lost someone. But recently, I've become a little bit more possessive of the idea that this song was actually written for a specific guy, and I haven't forgotten that person. So I've been reminding myself and those in the audience where the song comes from. We saw him up there in uh, Saline. I don't remember at all. I'm, I'd have to go through some of my video. Mm -hmm. He probably did say that. It was so somber. That show was really laid back. Yeah, it was. It was just him and his guitar. That's the premise of this song. So anybody who has uh, lost somebody in their life can listen to this song and kind of get that melancholy just based on what the song is saying. Yeah. Because you're saying really the only part that's kind of spiritual in the song is say hello to heaven. Heaven being this place that you're going to go once you pass away. Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, hey, say hello to heaven for me. That's, that's the bit of relief because it sounds like uh, the rest of the life was, was hard. It was dealing with this It was dealing with addiction. that monkey yeah. on his back. Yeah. So then obviously had these beautiful solos in this song. Mm. I, you know, it was again, I've, we've been going through a lot of songs that have all kinds of different meanings. We've never, I don't think in the year and some change that we've been doing lyrics that are blow your mind, we've dealt with some, we've we dealt with a depression song. Now this is a really, really uh, uh, deep song. When you really go in and maybe listen to it. Now if somebody, now check this, this solo out, this is. Raw pain. I love it. I love it even more now. It's gonna kill me when, when because you you know the more deeper meaning of it. I do, man, and I've lost a lot of people that I love, man. To this same type of thing, no, to this addiction, no, just, thing? just gone. 
just that one so part be, of the chorus. It's yeah. universal. It could be any experience of loss. You if, can you can look at this. If it's tragic loss, it's even worse. It has to be. I don't see. Okay, so check this out. This is the uh, this is the ending of the song. I'm gonna try to try to uh, try to get some of these lyrics out to you real quick so you can see them. Okay. Let me see. It says here at the end, it says, I never wanted to write these words down for you with the pages of phrases of all the things we'll never do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is good. That's super universal right there, dude. And uh, hey, so I blow out the candle and I put you to bed since you can't say to me now how the dog broke your bone. There's just one thing left to be said. The end is kind of a little bit more. I would say more personal because you'd have to probably know how the dog broke your bone. That maybe is a story, maybe it isn't. But the majority of it says, "Hey, we got a chance to do all these things. We never did them, or I had planned." Is the, is the bone referring to the mother love bone? Could be, yeah. Okay. Could very well be. Hmm. Think about it, man. If if you and me, if we never done this podcast and we had this idea, I'd be like, "Man, Adam's gone, and I never got to do this podcast." Like, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is deep, dude. Yeah, that's a really the, the lyrics. Again, I knew, I knew the uh, that part right there. Say yeah. hello to heaven whenever he sings that. That's probably my the best of what I knew. And the metronome, probably. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, to get the history of the song, it's really valuable. Adam, I think. did I blow you away? I was blo- I was blown away. Adam, I'm and quickly blown away at that. I, this has been a show, Adam, of factoids. Even though the rest of it's been pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay one more factoid you uh, on you about this song. Okay. Which is kind of fucked up. Oh great. <laughs> but not the song itself or the situation. Say hello to heaven, Adam. This song right here, right? Yes. Was also their only song deemed lyrically inappropriate following the September 9th terrorist attack. This is one of the songs put on that band list. September 11th? Excuse me, the September 11th. Okay. What did I say? 9th? Oh, fuck. September 11th, Adam, is what I mean. Oh, be- well, because because it was dealing with the death. And we we, we had to deal with uh, 3,000 plus deaths. And everybody was like, oh, say hello to heaven. Oh, I'm, now I'm thinking about this tragedy. I just fucked up. I think, yep. that's, I think yep. that's bullshit. It was but bullshit. Anyway, Adam, it's true. It's wonderful hard song. to name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam, let's start cooking again. Okay, let's go to this one. Adam, rock and roll birthdays board on this day, buddy. It's hard to come off of a, a segment with a song like that. Yeah. And switch modes emotionally. Thank God we're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what is, is meant by a cinnamon girl? Let's let's oh, analyze I'm gonna, these I'm gonna, lyrics. I'm going to give you some background on that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you're married to a cinnamon girl. I am? Me too. Oh, really? <laughs> Look at the colors. <laughs> oh, okay. Adam, it doesn't say, I want to live with a Caucasianoid girl. It doesn't say that. It says cinnamon, Adam. Neil okay. Young. Neil Young, Adam. He's 77, Adam, on this. Actually, on today, Adam, in 1945 is when he was born. He's 77 years old, dude. That's crazy. Hey, everybody's old. Man. Give this some volume. Feel that? Who's this, Adam? Give it a listen, baby. 
It's gotta be. Kiss! Yeah. When lightning it? strikes at him. Oh, that must be it. This Listen to the singer, Adam. Hmm, who is this? Adam. Born on October the 23rd, 1964. He's 58 today, Adam. 58? Tommy Thayer, lead guitarist who took over for Ace Frehley. Oh, he has a lead vocal song here? That's right, Adam. This is off of us. Monster, Adam. This is When Lightning Strikes. He sang on both. He actually contributed to both uh, Sonic Boom and Monster, Adam. No, this one might be off of Sonic Boom. I can't so, remember. So how many songs does he receive like a writing credit on? I don't know. Probably he has a few of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's a great musician, man. But they haven't put out too many new original albums in his tenure, have Those they? are the two. He had some producing duties on the uh, Kiss Rocks Vegas, I believe. So he does have some credit there as well. Mm-hmm. He was hired initially as kind of a historian of kiss i think he was working on some either documentary or book or something i can't remember exactly the whole tommy thayer Hmm. kiss so adam Corey glover we uh spoke about that guy in one of his songs not too long living color lead vocalist you got it also an actor wasn't he in like platoon or something like this yeah he's a platoon or was it platoon no no he wasn't on yeah he was on platoon he wasn't on apocalypse now on Apocalypse Now was Morpheus. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Yeah, he yep. was on that yep. one. Yep. Also, a friend of this show. Oh, good. He turns 58 today, Adam. He oh. was born November the 12th, 1964. Ooh. Dave Ellison. Dave Ellison. <laughs> hey, everybody. David Ellison from Megadeth here. <laughs> hey, Tommy, what's going on? David Ellison here. And I just wanted to uh, congratulate you as an aspiring bass player and... Uh, uh, I guess you've finished your first full year of Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, <laughs> so, which is awesome. I've been doing a ton of podcasts, so keep it rocking in season two, buddy. See you, buddy. <laughs> He's addressed us directly. Oh, you know it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he congratulated us, Adam. That's right. He said that we were awesome. <laughs> Can we just quote him, Adam? I would love to. I think that's exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Adam... <laughs> I got caught up on, on David. Yeah, David also. Adam, this guy right here. Oh, there's more? Cisco Adam. The thong song guy? The thong song guy. Mark Andrews Adam. The thong no, song. Let me see that thong. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> I'm going to spit again, Adam. Okay, good. What? I like it when the beat goes. I like it when the booty goes. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Adam, on on that note. (laughs) Oh, the to the booty. Oh, booty, booty. I've got a booty. You've got a booty. But man, she had a booty. Booty, 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 booty. Oh, booty, influence me. Influence the unsuspecting world with that booty.
It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, but Influencer Showcase. Wow, what new production is this? Unbelievable. That's beatnik style, Adam. You're just a case. That was wonderful. Oh, thank you to our drummer, Adam. <laughs> wow. You Ma. loved that, didn't you? I am taken aback. <laughs> Why are you surprised you're on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't know that for uh, all that it is. Oh my god. Adam, and on top of that, have you uh, updated your uh, Lords of the G-String app yet? Is there an update available? Yes, go ahead and update it real quick, Adam. Oh, my God. Okay, let me go, go ahead, to my we'll settings. To yes. My app. Okay. Because <laughs> we're up All right. Where is it up there? Is that what it's already done? Lords yeah. of the G-String I'm on your app Wi-Fi available. Here. The uh, Wi-Fi is pretty good here, okay. isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. All right. So Lords of the G-String app available on the uh, Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast website. That's Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast.com. <laughs> Okay, it's, it ready? says it says are, to open now, so are it's you complete. ready, Adam? Yes. <laughs> Let's see what's going We're on celebrating here. Celebrating Cisco, Adam. <laughs> here we go. It's on. It's on. Oh, this is new. Talks to you now. <laughs> it did. We used to just have the dial-up tones. <laughs> Adam, we have to keep modern. Adam, we have to we have to upgrade. Adam, we and I tell you, it loaded fast. It did. And my, yours, yours is not loaded. And mine loaded mega fast. Adam, <laughs> it loaded mega fast like Dave Ellison mega. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, sir. Adam, what do you got there? Uh, what loaded for me is. Sophie one four two underscore. Ooh, me too. So this is oh yeah. So this the Lords of the G String app, Adam. <laughs> it's a fine update. <laughs> Not as fine as oh no, Sophie one four two. Ooh, Adam, are you being influenced right now? Well, I'm surprised that there's only 3,200 likes of this what? photo. Wow. That's it. How could people not like this photo? Well, let's go into her hand. I'll do that myself over here. Okay, Adam. I'm just in the photo here. Okay, so Sophie142, Adam. Yes. She has 750 posts. Wow. She must be starting, Adam, because she only has 2,974 followers. 2,900? Mm-hmm. Oh, she has, she has more likes than followers. <laughs> I guess that's good. <laughs> Adam, she is a blogger. All right. She says, welcome to my world. Okay. She is click follow. I don't know what that means. All right. She's a fashion model. Adam, she is also, her goal is to reach 450,000 on this page, Adam. Okay. Adam, she is followed by, oh, by Godzilla. By Godzilla? <laughs> Actually, by Godzilla Oficial. I think he updated his handle. <laughs> <laughs> and also she is also a member of a very prestigious club on instagram that is called booty world <laughs> booty world so that ode to the booty why are we just learning about booty world right now um, we're, it doesn't matter it's better late than never adam that's true that's true <laughs> let's go back to sophie because uh-huh. we only do one picture now, right? Is that correct? Well, that's all that loaded that's, for me. So, so, yeah, so that must be the update this. that happened to the Lord of the G-String here. app. 
and uh, let me see it won't let me out okay are you not at the photo it's adam she has so many wonderful pictures here she is, you see in a lot of pictures she, i see one picture i remember i had to jump into her handle that was the problem i don't like to jump into her let handle. me go back into this right here <laughs> <laughs> you naughty, naughty man! You. Okay, I'm back at. Well, she ha are you back at the one where she has like I the, the, yes. le the uh, leopard outfit? Adam, yes, she is an adult uh, pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> now she's also she's also into uh, yoga, I believe. You think so? Because she's just she's entering child's pose, is what it's called. Oops. No kidding. Are you gonna are you gonna break down she's some got, kind of boring yoga shit over this picture? <laughs> she's got she's got her knees flat and her she's on her, her haunches, <laughs> as you'd say. But she's but her body is pointing up. So in child's pose, she would lower her body down and stretch her arms directly out oh, front. Oh, like she was praising. So, yes. I like to praise her. <laughs> you know, for her um <laughs> Well yeah. For her uniqueness. Because of the influence that she's provided she, for you? This, this is the buttfluencer of uh, mm -hmm. the, the buttfluencer showcase. Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, our segments are changing to instead of like the week, the sagman or the <laughs> showcase. <laughs> but Sophie is a lovely lady. Adam, according to this handle, so give this handle to our uh, <clears throat> audience members. All right. By the numbers, it is. Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E, one, four, two, underscore. Then it stops, right? That's her handle. Wow. And there she is. And she is glorious. Uh, the uh, In our previous life, that is a high quality I wish backside. I, I, wish we, I, I wish we still had our rumpology clinic open at them. Yeah. But she has influenced, all right now, 3,272 human beings. That's the way I look at it. That's true. She's touched them. With her butt. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So check her out on Instagram. You Well done, Sophie. Difficult being more mature than your father. We'll be transitioning out of the old little by little. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, wow. She kind of looks like Middle Eastern or two. We didn't even know that think? far. Yeah. You should have seen it. You were on her page. It's, it's time for our <laughs> hashtag. What the frolic? If I would have kept on exploring that page, Adam, <laughs> this podcast would have came to an end. <laughs> oh, Tommy. We have some hyperbole here. Ooh, big word. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. The world's dirtiest man. Mm. Now, you would imagine. Would that be me and you during the <laughs> buttfluencer uh, showcase? Say. Some would say. But uh, this was a, a name given to an Iranian fellow, mm. Amu Haji. Mm. Now, you would think that's kind of like a sliding scale, right? Mm hmm. You have your normal level of dirtiness. But what if you were like a uh, the guy that comes in the little honey wagon to clean out the septic tanks? Oh, yeah. And say, for some reason, you fell into the septic tank. Mm -hmm. You fell into the other people's feces and their waste. Yeah, that'd be bad. As soon as you hit that fluid that was in that vat, that septic tank, mm -hmm. wouldn't you then be the world's dirtiest man? And the world's sickest man. I'd probably start vomiting before I hit. <laughs> 
<laughs> that reads <reaction. laughs> just the thought of it. Just the, I'm going to hit it. Ah! It's, it's like a Steve-O moment. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this guy, he's finally passed on at the age of 94. Oh, wow. He cleaned shit for that long? He, no, 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 no. He's the world's dirtiest man. Oh. But he doesn't have this job of cleaning out septic tanks oh, or anything. Oh, okay. He is just considered the world's dirtiest man. Man, what's more dirty than that? Well, this guy, he managed to go on living for more than 60 years without cleaning himself. Oh. No shower, no nothing. Was he on his Because he had... Or? He had an aversion to water, so uh, he he believed that being clean would make him sick. He had a documentary about his life. He he chose to become dirty after suffering emotional problems as a young man, and then he became isolated. Imagine being isolated when you don't wash yourself. And you're stinky. Maybe. Uh, Haji's unusual habits didn't end at avoiding soap and water. He also had an aversion to fresh food and liquid, so he didn't want anything fresh. Uh, and he smoked animal feces. Like panda poo? I don't think they have pandas in Iran. <laughs> but whatever animal feces laying around, he'd put it in his pipe and he'd smoke that. That's pretty gross. Uh, rather than normal tobacco. He didn't want to deal with that. The feces is just laying around. Mm. Might as well just grab that Adam, if you're smoke something. Halloween was two weeks ago. <laughs> and rather than eating foods before they perish, Haji was said to have preferred to chow down on rotten porcupine and slurped water from a rusty oil can. This is how this guy uh, sustained himself. Uh, Haji lived an isolated life, though locals are said to have built him a brick shack to shelter in after noticing he had been sleeping in a hole in the ground. They felt bad for the guy. They tried to get him to wash. They tried to take him to the river and say, hey, let me wash. No, 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 no. I'm going to get sick. I don't, I, don't, I don't need this. Other than but they went, But they went to go help build him a little shelter so he could not be just laying in a hole. Other than contaminating the whole city's a water, water, water supply. <laughs> Once he went into the river. 60 years without a shower. He finally relented just earlier this year. They allowed people to bring in soap. And he got cleaned from head to toe for the first time in over 60 years. And he has just passed away. It was probably true in his assumption that any type of cleanliness was going to take him out. To, our, our salute to Amu to, Haji. To, God, to godliness. <laughs> Get the fuck Gone too soon. Right. That, that, that truly is a hashtag. What the call. How do you say what the frijol is in Iranian? I, I didn't show you a picture of Haji. <laughs> Spare me. Let me see, let me see. See if I just have one. Let me see, let oh, me yeah, see, just let me one. See. Let me see, let me see. Holy macaroni. Wow. Can you, can you grab that? Yeah, here you go. Oh, wow. That's pretty gross. He looks pretty dirty. He has some clarity on there somewhere. By the way, did you bag up all your dog's shit? I'm going to take it home and smoke that. <laughs> hey, I do. I still have some probably some of Remy. Well, don't throw it out. Some of Remy shit around here. <laughs> I'll bring my smoking jacket next time. We can puff away on that. Jack what, Adam? Have you noticed that the uh, National Day is so lame we haven't mentioned it throughout? <laughs> what was it again? I don't know. <laughs> All right, some new songs. Let's start with this. Go ahead. Is it going? There it is. Alice and I'll be your mad at 
And the stutter out. Hey, Randy, I'm going to take your stutter. <laughs> and put it in my song. It's BTO Adam. <laughs> is that BTO? It is not. It is the the artist, The Struts. Oh, okay, yeah. A new single, Fallen With Me. Struts, we saw them live. We saw them live yeah. with the Foo Fighters, yeah. So that's a new single. It's out right now. Let's play another song. Okay. We have something here. Pause that. Stop you. Yes. You might like this one a little bit better. I like the guitar, obviously. Sure you do. I think you would. I don't expect you to know the name of this band. But you'll know some of the people inside of it. Go ahead. Well, this is a song called Judgment Day. The band is Kings of Chaos. Oh. And uh, that kind of has a revolving lineup. This one has Matt Sorum, the drummer of Guns N' Roses. Guns N Roses. Duff McKagan Slash is yeah. why you like the guitar. Dave Kushner as well. So that is the people in there. And the video for this just has uh, Matt Sorum driving in a car, singing the song. This just came out, right? Yeah. A new single from the Kings of Chaos. Mm. One of those little kind of... The name was kind of familiar for me. I might have seen that on Ultimate Classic Rock or something. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. And I just and perused right through it. So We'll play one more song. Two hard hitters they're at. Don't tell me it's Blink 182. It's not. Hmm, I can't make it out at all. Yeah, you wouldn't. There's no way that you would. As long as you're... <laughs> How as, fucking ignorant do you think I am? <laughs> as, as long as you're not you... Uh, it's a new song from Mammoth, W V H Wolfgang oh, Van wow. Halen. Who's on the Who's on the vocals? I don't that? know who his singer is, but they but they're releasing on Veterans Day. They released uh, that was a, yesterday. They yeah, released it yesterday. They released it yeah. yesterday. Uh, a deluxe album that has some additional bonus tracks, and this one was added to the list. And it's pretty good. It shows you know. Wolfie's Chops. You really fucked up not going to the cotillion to see Wolfie. I know. We've been doing that a lot yeah, lately. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I've been fucking around a whole bunch. Uh, not tonight, Adam. <laughs> we will be. We will be mentalized, oh, yes. hopefully, yes. Yes, we will be. I'm going to go. I'm going to erase, Adam, the experience of ZZ Top, and I'm just going brand new into the uh, Hartman tonight. Oh, yes. We're, I bet we'll be blown away by the sound. I hope so. I, I don't think I'll be looking for my volume control All switch right, to try to turn I, something up. Adam, I better come out deaf. <laughs> and, uh, okay, we have something in the near future. Mm-hmm. Tommy, what is the largest, the biggest box office grossing movie of all time? Return of the King's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is the, James uh, Cameron's Avatar. Oh, wow, yeah. That is number one. It made $2.9 billion at the I, box office. I fell asleep during it, yes. Did you? Yes, I did. Well, 
you're in luck <laughs> because Avatar 2 is coming out December 16th, and we have a trailer. Thank you for the warning. We have all this anticipation. <laughs> oh, that, that, I want to listen to the trailer. Yes, definitely. This is 13 years later. Okay. <laughs> so there's all this anticipation that is built upon the superhuman success of that first film. Ooh. Now all this time has been building. Finally, we're going to come out with something in response to all this energy, okay. right? Okay, okay. So we need to blow them away with the trailer here. Okay. So this is the trailer to Avatar 2. I feel her. <laughs> I feel her, Adam. I hear her heartbeat. <laughs> She's so close. <laughs> so what does her heartbeat sound like? <laughs> You couldn't top Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is an epic, epic Adam, movie. You will keep retaining your uh, title as the so best fartist out there. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing that movie now. <laughs> you think I'll fall asleep during that one? <laughs> Not like that. That'll be a great comedy. Pretty good. Pretty what good. time? Do we, do we have to have some time to do this one? Let me see. What do you got? God, jeez. That was brutal. I like the added toilet effect now. That's a... That's a the beeps. Well, those are really good ones, but, you know, the added toilet effect, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was blowing chunks that was just coming out. <laughs> yes. Adam. Yes. 
motherfucker of the week. Oh, I'm excited. Six classic songs, Adam. Okay. That became drag anthems. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> I'm proud to say I have no idea. I don't <laughs> According to Far Out Magazine, uh-huh. drag and music go together like peanut butter and jelly. And uh-huh. there are so many facets to a great drag performance. Okay. But one of the primary methods includes dancing and lip singing to the song of your performer's uh-huh. choice. Okay. While some drag queens choose to make their own music, uh, most will at least get their career started by creating a set around some iconic song. So there's this whole so RuPaul world. So RuPaul had her own song, didn't she? Didn't Adam, she have is, a song? Adam, Adam, this is an incorrect podcast. It's him, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a new home on Twitter. <laughs> hey, thank you, Elon. <laughs> I'm going back to Twitter, as a matter of fact. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, RuPaul, didn't RuPaul have a song? Yeah, Work It or something. Oh, okay. It was pretty good. While every drag queen has their own style and taste, <laughs> as, as is the case with any artist or creative person, there are definitely a few songs that have made their way into the drag song songbook, Adam. Okay. As classics to stand. Man, I'm trying to rack my brain time. before you say now, anything. Now, the reason I brought this up out is because there is a show at the Orpheum this December 16th or something like that. It's a drag queen Christmas. Oh, for the kids? <laughs> for the kid minded like you and me. <laughs> I say that we should go at them. And I'm going to tell you, you can make your choice after listening to this, Adam. Okay. The number, uh, what did I tell you? Six songs? Six songs. Number six, Adam, is Dancing Queen oh. by ABBA. No surprise it's there. It's kind of, kind of obvious. Yeah. They, sure, yes, like, sure. You know, it, I would think that it would be cool to see the actual drag queens sing Take, it, take to the yeah, mic and, and belt that song. Yeah, sing out, it out. You know? Sure. Yeah. Did, you see, <laughs> did you see that show, Drag Race? No. That's another thing we missed. We could have been downtown to the Upcrown Theater. Did it star Big Daddy Don Garlitz? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only drag race that I'm watching. <laughs> Paul the Snake Prudhomme. <laughs> Adam. Cha-cha, Downtown, they used to have like a drag uh, drag race viewing at the uh, Uptown Crown Theater. Uh-uh. Oh, man, we missed that. Anyway. No, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know if that was by invite only. but Oh. So the next one, Adam? Material Girl by Madonna. Oh, oh, okay. This is all like what we would say is gender affirming. So <laughs> it's going to be calling them a queen There's or a, a girl. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. That's okay. a yet another pop classic. Cinnamon album. Girl. <laughs> no? Adam, Cinnamon Girl is Neil Young wants to be with a cinnamon girl, not somebody who wants to be a girl or somebody who identifies as a girl. But it somebody. Doesn't say, it doesn't say, I want to be in a cinnamon world. Life could be happy the rest of my life with a girl who identifies as cinnamon girl. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> no, no. Doesn't go with that. Okay. Let's get that straight. Let's move on. Okay, the next one, Adam. Mm-hmm. I want to dance with somebody. Whitney, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, yeah. Yeah. That's number uh, four. Okay. We're going to go to the top three, Adam, now. Let's do it. If I could turn back time. Oh, share. Of course. <laughs> of course there's going to be a lot of share stuff in here. Now, the next one is, okay. it will shock you, Adam. 
Shock me? Because you would have. No, that's 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 Ace, that's Ace Freely. Yeah, Adam. Because yeah. this one you didn't know this was in the repertoire. Is that what they call it? Of, uh, the drag queen playlist. Okay? okay. Okay. Alone by Heart. Oh, you're out. You're dumbfounded right yeah, now. Yeah, they're kind of their weepy song in the '90s or whatever that is, early '90s. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, the other ones have been kind of upbeat and cheery. That one seems kind of like solemn and like I'm by myself. Yeah. It's reflective, Adam. Yeah. It's a song that says, says, wait a minute, the drag queens are going through some shit right now. They don't want to be alone. Hmm. They have S as queens. They're in plural versus singular, Adam. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not alone, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, you're saying they, there's many. They can't be left alone, Adam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? if you leave them alone <laughs> oh no i mean the it's number one song. just like a gremlins thing <laughs> adam mm. and the number one song okay is this one right here wow you never heard that song no what, what in the butt <laughs> No. I thought you had heard it. Oh, uh, I mean, I maybe I've heard it, but uh, and, <laughs> blocked it out. And the number one song is Dancing on My Own, Adam, by somebody called Robin. I don't um, know what that one is. I thought Robin. it was going to be Baby Shark. <laughs> I thought it was going to be What What in the Butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we could look for on December 16th. So you're coming. What, what in the butt? So you're coming with me. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what a fuck this is a fucked up show. Is, <laughs> is is there anything that required of our dress? <laughs> oh <Hope> not. <laughs> Plan on taking a with Lisa with us. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> we yeah, gotta, enjoy that. We gotta be protected out of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they see your fineness. <laughs> 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 Let's go home, man. We got a long time. night tonight. Bad time. That's right. Hopefully. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the ZZ shot the ZZ top show ended at nine. <laughs> it's gonna be light outside. <laughs> oh. Adam, I have the bad times. Let's get this over with, Adam. By the way, I want to congratulate you on the excellent job you did imitating uh, Keith Richards (laughs) in last episode. Wow. I forgot we even did that. Adam, because he's back. Oh, okay. Good good deal. (laughs) Again, out of Far Out Magazine, Adam. The uh, magazine that brought us the article about the dancing queens. Okay, good. It says good material. From David Bowie to Led Zeppelin, Mm -hmm. six legendary artists that Keith Richards... Hates. (laughs) Hates. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, number one on the list, Adam, is David Bowie. <laughs> Definitely does not like Adam Bowie. David Bowie doesn't, doesn't like David Bowie. He does not Adam. He says Oasis is Whoa, next. I know what it is. <clears throat> I know what it is about David Bowie. What is it? Because David Bowie took Keith Richards' lead singer to bed. Remember? Oh, because Mick Jagger and uh, David Bowie were caught in bed together. No kidding. Is that, that's, that's the story. That's not an urban legend like the one that we just went with, with Zeppelin? They were singing a song, and it was, what, what, in the butt? <laughs> what, what, in the butt? 
profit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Adam, next on the list is Oasis. Oh, yeah, the, the brothers don't even like each other, so why <laughs> yeah, would Keith? So, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Prince Adam, he hates Prince Adam. Hates he Prince. calls him an overrated midget, Adam. Oh. Prince uh, has to find out what it means to be a prince first. That's what happens when you confer yourself a title before you're proven it. Yeah, you're not even British. <laughs> There's no royalty structure <laughs> in the he, U.S. Was he booted at uh, like opening for the Stones or something? Oh, I think that was a story. Yeah, that was a story, yeah. They didn't want this. Some historic piece that we probably discussed. This guy yeah. on stage. Yeah, there, yeah. this guy? Running around licking himself in his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> something I'm sure that uh, open-minded and modern-thinking Keith Richards would put up with album. <laughs> <laughs> Elton John, Adam. He is not fond of Elton John either. Okay. Everybody who's like a big and theatrical yeah. and pompous. Says, uh, uh, an old bitch. <laughs> his, <laughs> his writing is limited to songs about dead blondes. <clears throat> wow. That's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> goodbye, Norma Jean. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the princes die. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, good, wow. good. <laughs> but is that the same song for both? I guess. Uh-huh. Well, because it's plural, because both blondes were included in one song. He just changed the lyrics on it. Oh, okay. Anyway, Led Zeppelin, he's not fond of Zeppelin. Not fan? No, not a fan of the guys? Check this out. In Rolling Stone in 1969, he said, this guy's voice started to get on my nerves. I don't know why. Maybe it's a little too acrobatic. The voice of the Robert voice Plant? The voice of Robert Plant, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> He's that's pretty bad times for uh, for any anybody who gets on Keith Richards radar, Adam. Okay. Metallica is the last one on this list. Our right. friend our friends from the Metallica yeah, family. Our family members. Yeah. Well, how are they why is he attacking our family? He was recently quoted as saying millions are in love with Metallica and Black Sabbath. I just don't know if they're really great jokes. <laughs> Uh, he says, I don't know where Metallica's inspiration came from, but if it's from me, then I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be in the uh, the family tree of uh, Metallica. He's not in Metallica Valley, Adam, no. You didn't get any influence from me, buddy. Oh. Step along. No, Adam, I don't cry on wow. stage. I don't I don't uh, mention my feelings or hug on stage. No. You're taking shots at all the big big I dogs know, there. Man. Shit, he's senile, Adam, is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the bad times, Adam. Oh, man. So we need to go good times now. We do. Uh, well, uh, were you invited to the wedding? Which one? I'm surprised if you weren't invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Argentina. Ooh, I know what you're going to talk about, Adam. And Miss Puerto Rico. Ooh, yes. Revealed they married in secret. After what? admitting they've privately been dating for two years, wow, Tommy. Oh, Adam, I did catch that in the news, yes. <laughs> Former Miss Argentina, Mariana Varela. Adam, did you see the pictures on this? Let me see. See those two? Nice. And uh, there's another one here. Hold on. Let's see. Again, we celebrate, Adam, this kind of stuff in our... Remember, we mentioned uh, uh, Puerto Rico winning Mr. Gay World in the, the last episode. That's right. <laughs> anyway, Mar- Mariana, Miss Argentina, and uh, one-time Miss Puerto Rico... Fabiola Valentin? Mm-hmm. Is that Valen- Fabiola Valentin, yes. Valentin. Originally met in 2020 during the Miss Grand International competition and both ended up in the top 10 of the MGI. The beauty queens confirmed their relationship and their marriage in a joint Instagram reel posted to their 245,000 followers. Wow. After deciding to keep Is our- that combined? 
Yes. After deciding to keep our relationship private, we opened the doors to them on this special day. The reel, which has 2 million views and 142,000 likes as of Wednesday morning, this last Wednesday, oh, wow. uh, shows I a haven't seen those reels compilation before. of clips from their many travels, including a romantic boat ride in Mexico and a trip to the Yobos Beach in Puerto Rico. Hobos Beach. Hobos. Hobos. There it is. After the travel snippets, the couple shared footage of the night they got engaged with the red and white balloons oh, and rose petals and I got, fairy. I got excited for nothing, Adam. <laughs> fairy lights filling up the apartment with the gold "Marry Me" wow. balloons on display. Now, I was going to actually use this as our bad times. Adam, how could they be bad times? Because usually, when we have a lesbian uh, relationship, a marriage, you have one hottie and one naughty. So now we've taken double the hottie and removed them from the pool. Adam? Yes. Be happy for them, my friend. Oh, I will be. Woo! Man, you just uplifted me, dude. Uh, (laughs) But we have more to look forward to today. Absolutely. Tonight, Adam, as we rock out to the Metal Gods at the Hartman Arena tonight. What time are we leaving? It's got to be right after uh, Firehouse Subs. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Adam. Yes. I will be going to your home. <laughs> and we shall depart from there. All right. I, will not, I don't want to miss any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get out of here. Take though. us home, buddy. As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this <laughs> podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is not serious. Nor is anything we have said on this podcast. Question everything. And don't believe anyone. That's right, damn it. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS Podcast, and everywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when you're online. Write a comment and share it with a friend, but mostly an enemy. He is Tommy Martinez. And he is Adam Tate. Today is November 12th, 2022. And you're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast is produced by Data Go Yeah. Which are the cancers? That the